With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Woo, I'm back. Happy to be back on the radio three weeks out for uh, kind of good behavior. Just a brief hiatus, but I am back here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Wow, wow, wow. It's so good to hear from you guys the last few 
uh, weeks. Joy Taylor filled in, did a great job. And I will say it's weird. So I had a birthday over this three-week um, sabbatical from the radio show, if you will. And it is a joy to go on, you know, Facebook or open up Instagram and see people saying, happy birthday, people you haven't talked to in a while. I'll say this, the immediacy of hearing from you guys, hey, man, what the heck, where are you? It's Saturday morning. I'm doing my thing. And you're not on the radio. That feels like we got a nice little community that's building. Now, I've been doing the show for five years, folks. And this was the longest streak I'd ever taken off the air. I nearly took a three-week vacation with the family. We had it booked for Italy last summer. Uh, It was going to be incredible. Of course, a global pandemic hit, and that was that. Uh, But it is good to be back. It has been a minute. I have missed talking about a lot of things on the expanded three hours here. Um, End of the NFL regular season. Whatever skeleton of a bowl season that we had, um, you know, the NBA games that are currently disguised as games, but they're really pickup basketball. I mean, there's no defense at all in the NBA. I'm not going to crush the NBA today. We have some decent storylines. Uh, James Larden traded uh, to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving missing an action. Trust me, we will talk about Kyrie. Uh, if you guys heard uh, my daily podcast from my heart, Straight Fire, a lot shorter than three hours, obviously. Uh, I have taken some shots at Kyrie Irving. There are some jokes to be made, obviously. Um, I missed Wild Card Weekend last weekend, but uh, picks went well on that one. If you follow my picks on uh, Fox Sports Digital, I do the show Talk the Line with Colin, Carissa, Jeff Schwartz, Sarah Perlman. Had a pretty good head up, heads-up weekend last weekend, but uh, divisional playoff weekend ahead right now, and it's generally considered the best football weekend of the season. You get, you know, the elite teams, because they had a bye, Packers and Chiefs. You get the next-tier teams, all-island games, so it's not like you're missing any plays. Uh, you get the best announcers, presumably the best referees, and this is where legends are made, folks, in the postseason. And I feel like it hasn't been that long, but a name I'm going to say where his legend was made, Mark Sanchez. As a Jets fan, i got to obviously mention the Jets before I get to Robert Salah later in the show. But in his first two seasons with the Jets, okay, gets to the playoffs both times, wins two road games in each year. We forget about that. Mark Sanchez has four playoff road wins. He gets to the AFC title game back-to-back years starting his career. Um, Wins over Peyton Manning, beat the Bengals, beat the Chargers, beat Tom Brady, lost in the AFC title games both times. And, you know, Mark Sanchez kind of had a good career path out of the gate, and, of course, it fell apart very quickly. But we're going to do plenty of football today. NBA hurting on a COVID front. We will get to that. And, of course, Kanye Irving. Yeah, the jokes are starting early. I'm sorry. Kanye Irving in Brooklyn. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I spent some of the time off hiking. Um, We did a little family trip to Santa Barbara. And I did some reading. And I read about the Pacific Salmon. And I think that's how I want to back into the divisional playoff games this weekend, talking about the Pacific Salmon. Because, you know, they grow up. In lakes and rivers, they swim out to the sea, and that's where the Pacific salmon grow up. They kind of leave the nest, 
they go out to sea and they kind of, you know, battle the elements out there. It's not all that different from you growing up at home, going away to college, you know, growing up and then you find a job or maybe you you don't go away to college. You go to community college and then you move away for your first job and you grow up. But the Pacific salmon, when they're all ready, they're grown up and matured and they're ready to spawn, they make the journey upstream often to the same place where they were born. And then they spawn and they die. But everything in their life builds up to that journey upstream. You know, they call it the salmon run. And that journey is not easy, folks. It's difficult. It is fraught with peril. There are fishermen. There are grizzly bears. There are many obstacles that they have to hurdle. I'm sure you guys have seen the National Geographic images, uh, the salmon flipping around, and it really is analogous to life. And when you look at whether you are in sports talk radio, whatever business field you're in, really everything, you if you want to get to the top where the Pacific salmon go to spawn, it ain't going to be easy. you got to sacrifice a lot. You cannot hold anything back because guess what? If you do make a lot of sacrifices, somebody else is willing to make those sacrifices and get your job or get where you want to be. And you got to zoom out to see that. And, you know, I've, I've had a radio show here on Fox Sports Radio on, on Saturdays five years now. I've probably taken, you know, six shows off a year, maybe seven, whatever it is. And I get people saying, you know, Jason, why don't you take more time off? You know, you've earned it. And I, I said, eh, I want to take time off. And there's going to be somebody really hungry, willing to jump in this seat. Somebody's going to want it more than I do. Whether you want to be the best gambler, you want to be the best poker player, pool player, you got to tirelessly work at it. Somebody's always going to want that job. And that brings me to Drew Brees and Tom Brady, a great matchup this weekend. folks. I don't think you realize what guys like Breeze and Brady have overcome to get here. Now that they're, you know, Breeze is 42 and Brady's 43, we think, oh, come on, they're great. Go read up on Drew Breeze. You had two scholarship offers coming out of high school. That's it. Drew Breeze, one of the great quarterbacks in NFL history, two scholarship offers, Purdue and Kentucky. Goes to Purdue, works his rear end off, isn't surrounded by 20 NFL players like an Alabama football quarterback is. Drew Brees, you know, takes Purdue to the Rose Bowl, wins the Davey O'Brien Award as the nation's best quarterback, breaks records in the Big Ten, Purdue. You know, this is an underdog in every sense of the word. Even though he is a uh, second-round pick in San Diego at the time, it's like, what do we have here in Drew Brees? You know, he's injured. I don't – we'll let him go. Drew Brees is a great underdog story. And Tom Brady, folks, is a great underdog story as well. Gets to Michigan, seventh quarterback on the depth chart of Michigan. Seventh. Six-round pick in the NFL. He's behind Drew Bledsoe. had just signed a franchise quarterback uh, contract. Drew Brees was going to – I'm sorry. Drew Bledsoe was going to be the guy in New England forever. Gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in. He's ready. Like, I like these underdog stories. They really do relate to the Pacific Salmon. You've got to make so many sacrifices and stick with it. I saw a good uh, Facebook post, which kind of sounds like a non sequitur because Facebook is a dumpster fire. Um, 
that the Alabama quarterback room three years ago featured Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, and Mac Jones. And in the current era, a lot of kids in Mac Jones' spot would have transferred and said, I'm not going to wait three years to finally get the starting job. Oh, and when I do, there might be another five-star quarterback waiting in the wings to take the job from me that I've waited for. Mac Jones stuck it out. He studied. He worked his butt off tirelessly in the film room, in the weight room, listening to Nick Saban and the 57 assistant coaches that Alabama has. And what happened with Mac Jones when he waited patiently and didn't bail to go to San Jose State or whatever so he could be the starter for two years? Mac Jones wins the Heisman Trophy, wins a natty, and he's probably worked his way into being like a third-round pick in the NFL draft just by working tirelessly, hard work. I'm, and, and you look around the rest of the playoffs besides Breeze and Brady, it's not a lot of guys that were born on third base. I will say, even though Aaron Rodgers had to wait in the uh, green room at the draft, let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers was born to throw a football. Patrick Mahomes was born to throw a football. You watch these guys, and it's like, man, whew, that talent is there. That's just innate. You're just born with it. They were born to do what they are doing. Aaron Rodgers at the top of his game right now at 37. Patrick Mahomes, unbelievable. Just a ridiculous talent. Um, but then you got like Baker Mayfield. Look at his story. I mean, we, we've chronicled a lot of it on this show where uh, nobody wanted to offer him a scholarship. He gets his chance. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't think you're the guy. You know, goes to Oklahoma ascends to the top, still has a run-in with the law. It's like, well, what do we have here? Number one pick. He's on his third head coach already in the NFL. And he's a great pairing with Stefanski. Like, I just love all these storylines this weekend in the NFL. Like, I'm very pumped for these games. And I got to be honest, you know, Gavin's a big gambler. You guys know I gambling is basically what I do for Fox. Um, these lines are tight. I don't see a ton of advantages here. I do a couple edges where I think uh, the market is um, a little lower than I am. Um, but even a guy like Jared Goff, I mean, can you back Jared Goff this weekend? I, can you? It's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be about twenty-five degrees in Green Bay. I, I, I joked on the herd yesterday, Colin Cowherd's radio show. It's going to be chillier in Green Bay than an Aaron Rodgers family reunion. And all these Green Bay fans get on my case. Like, that's out of bounds, Jason. It's a joke. Relax, folks. Uh, we don't know the status of Aaron Donald. Didn't practice at all this week. We don't know what's up with Cooper Cup. Has not practiced this week. You can't go in to Green Bay off a bye, Packers are without your number one receiver and maybe the number one defensive player in the league. Now, if they're healthy, I think Green Bay is going to have some problems against this defense. But are they healthy? And, and that's the one game where I, I don't love. I have gambled certainly on the other three games. Um, we will obviously be talking about some of the head coaching things. Urban Meyer. Wow, he's back. I love the decision to come back to Jacksonville. I like the pairing. Um, the Chargers, they do not have a head coach. Are they waiting for Brian Dable? Brian Dable, of course, coaching the Buffalo Bills offensive uh, guru right now. 
going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Their secondary a little dinged up. Marcus Peters listed as questionable. Now he's a tough guy. He's a gamer. Um, Oakland kid. I, I'm almost certain Marcus Peters will play today. That's a phenomenal game. Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson got his first playoff win last weekend. Lamar Jackson, man. Nobody can catch him right now. He's the most elusive athlete in sports. You know, if you take out Kyrie Irving, who is run away, basically, from the Brooklyn Nets and uh, is on a milk carton somewhere in Brooklyn. So a lot to get to. And I'm going to leave you with a trivia question. I mentioned Urban. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Meyer is back. I mentioned I love the pairing. Urban Meyer is striving to be the second coach in football history to win a natty and a Super Bowl. Do you know the other one? Ah, I'm sure some of you do. Some of you out here in L.A. Oh, it's Pete Carroll, Jason. Obviously, that's easy. Okay. Pete Carroll doesn't really get the respect that a lot of other great coaches do. Pete Carroll won in college, won in the NFL. Nick Saban, he didn't, he can't say that. Okay? Steve Spurrier can't say that. Go try to win in college and the NFL. It ain't easy. I think Urban Meyer can do it. But coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, folks, Deshaun Watson in Houston. What is going on? Is he going to get his way and get the hell out of town? The Texans right now may have passed my Jets and Chris's Lions as the most dysfunctional organization in sports. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, 
we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Real good to be back. Real good to come back. And in the first segment, screw up. I totally bricked on something. Gavin walks in as soon as we went to commercial. Hey, hey, I thought you were talking about Jimmy Johnson, Jason, who won a title with the Hurricanes at the U and then won in Dallas, obviously. Oh, my goodness. What an embarrassment. Now, someone uh, tweeted that, Jason, what about Barry Switzer? Did you forget about him? He's won some Super He won a Super Bowl and some natties at Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget Jameel Holloway? Clearly, I'm rusty, guys. Three weeks off, and I think I got this awesome stat. Okay, so let me rephrase it. Urban Meyer has the chance to do what Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson, and Pete Carroll have done, win in college and the pros. I think Urban Meyer is going to have a lot of success in Jacksonville. I'm on record predicting in two years, he will be in the playoffs. That's how bullish I am on Trevor Lawrence. It's so funny, though. Trevor Lawrence has been gassed up for, I don't know, two years now. And all it takes is that loss to Ohio State. And all these people are like, hey, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence, like, come on. I'm like, really? Very strange. All right, let's get to another quarterback who is really ticked off. And I don't think he's going to get traded, but he's ticked. Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. Um, The Texans are a straight-up dumpster fire right now. My goodness. Have you guys ever seen those ESPN strongman competitions? You know, there's these humongous hulking guys like the size of refrigerators, okay? And they're like towing trucks out there. Well, basically, Deshaun Watson is the bodybuilder guy towing a truck, and the Houston Texans are the truck. And Watson just has the franchise strapped around his waist, and he's pulling them right now. That's how bad of a situation it is in Houston. Deshaun Watson, much to Doug Gottlieb's chagrin, anybody who heard Doug and I arguing passionately about Deshaun Watson over the holidays on the Dan Patrick Show, um, Doug was on the wrong side, obviously. Um, Deshaun Watson 
was phenomenal. He was, by almost any statistical measure, a top-five quarterback in the league this past year. And the Houston Texans were still garbage. I think they won four games. They would have had the third pick in the draft, but because Bill O'Brien is horrendous at his job, he traded that pick away. And so now it goes to the Miami Dolphins. So the Texans stink, and Deshaun Watson was asked by the owner, hey, you know, we're going to be looking for GM and a coach. What input do you have, Deshaun? Deshaun Watson tells him, yeah, man, I like Lewis Riddick. Oh, he's sharp. I like Eric Bieniemy. Oh, yeah. What do the Houston Texans do? They hire a search firm to go out and find them candidates. And guess who's on the list? Lewis Riddick is one of them. Houston Texans say, okay, thank you, Deshaun, for your input. Thank you, search firm that we paid thousands of dollars for. We're going to call an audible. We're going to go get a guy, another one, from New England. Nick Cesario. I hope I said his name correctly. He's been with the Patriots forever. We're going to go grab him. And Deshaun Watson's like, what the hell? And then, compounding matters, the Houston Texans decide, um, yeah, we're not going to interview Eric Bieniemy. We're going to interview a bunch of other guys. And Deshaun Watson stops returning calls of the owner and the new GM won't talk to the guy. And, of course, you know there is a troublemaker in their front office, one of these, like, cockroach guys who just you cannot shake. Uh, his name is Jack Easterby. He was taken to the woodshed by Sports Illustrated about a month ago. You've really got to read it. And, of course, he is a former Patriots guy. He's like a chaplain. He has no football knowledge whatsoever. Uh, except being around the team, and he thinks he can, like, talk to people. But he has the owner's ear. And some of these Weasley guys can get in with billionaires, and they get their ear, and the billionaire, you know, so detached from reality, detached from the team, just starts listening to this guy. And, of course, goes out and makes his GM hire. And Deshaun Watson, of course, throws a hissy fit, as he should. And... Next thing you know, it comes out, all the NFL reporters get it like the same time. Deshaun Watson is very unhappy. Like, okay, we could see that coming from a mile away. Clearly leaked from his agent. And then the Texans are like, okay, okay, sorry. We're going to bring in um, Eric Bieniemy for an interview. Like, you think Eric Bieniemy's happy with that? Like, you don't want to talk to me. And then the quarterback who wants me raises a fuss, and now you want to talk to me? Like, what a trash organization. I'm sorry, Houston Texans. Like, my, I got a couple. Of, I got friends at a lot of NFL teams, um, and I have a couple of friends that follow the Houston Texans. And I text them, and they're like, "This is just this. Is the, these are the worst of times. Like, our quarterback is not even in his prime yet. Okay, he's like 25. I mean, maybe he's ascending to his prime. He's gonna get better. Like, he doesn't have an offensive line. He has no running game. His receivers are good, but not reliable." And it's like, wait till he gets a supporting cast. He's going to be, it's going to be game over. Like, this is a guy. And, and, and what I love, Deshaun Watson was so good in college, you could see he was going to be a great pro. And this is funny because all of a sudden, the Chicago Bears fans are making all these, like, memes online about how Deshaun Watson to the Bears, we're going to get Deshaun Watson. Okay, think back to when he was coming out of Clemson. The Chicago Bears front office interviewed Mitchell Trubisky, they were enamored with him multiple times. They visited Mitchell Trubisky in North Carolina. They did not go visit Deshaun Watson. They invite Mitchell Trubisky and Pat Mahomes out to dinner, wine and dine, all that stuff. 
They didn't take Deshaun Watson out to dinner. Like, they had no interest in him. And, and now the Chicago Bears fans are like, oh, we're going to get Watson. Oh, really? You think all of a sudden this front office that had no interest in Watson, now he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to play for you guys. Get a clue. Come on, Bears fans. He's more likely to go to the Jets. Like, honestly, Jets give up the number two pick, Sam Darnold. And don't say, what what good is Darnold if you get the number two? Uh, you could flip the number two for somebody who wants Fields or Zach Wilson. You get a boatload of picks because you need a lot of help on that Texans uh, roster. They don't have a lot of skill position players. Folks, here's a stat we'll go to break with. Deshaun Watson was sacked 155 times over the last three seasons, more than any other player in the NFL. Get the man some help. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going my guy, Brian Costello, Jets beat reporter for the New York Post. We will be talking about Robert Sala. He came from the 49ers. He's going to be the Jets head coach. Now, this is interesting because Detroit Lions fans will remember in December, everybody and their mom, every reporter out there, Robert Salah, Detroit Lions, there's a great connection there. The community loves him. Blah, 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 blah. Salah interviews with the Lions, goes interviews with the Jets, goes interviews with the Eagles, and he's the Jets head coach. Like, what are the Lions doing? I, and Gavin, I got to find this out. Is this. Dan Campbell thing for real? Did they really hire him or no? No, they, they it is for real with okay. the Lions. So here's what's interesting. Um, a couple reporters are saying Dan Campbell's in the mix. I mean, I, I think that's silly. Then you go look at Adam Schefter's Twitter feed, and he has nothing on Dan Campbell and the Lions. And you're like, hmm, is this agent-driven? Like, what's going on here? Um, because you know how this works, guys. Once there's information... The, the teams and the agents leak it to the reporters. They just hand it to them. And the reporters are like middlemen who just then put it out. But the fact that there's nothing out there from a certain reporter on Dan Campbell makes me skeptical. Personally, I, I mean, this guy was the head, I think he was like the interim coach of the Dolphins, and you just saw like, that's not a head coach. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Um, before our interview, let's get to what's trending in sports with Isaac Lowencroft. Ralph Irvin. Ralph Irvin's in. Sorry. We'll take we'll take part two for the revenge. Uh, <laughs> Cooper <laughs> Cup game time decision today for the Rams as they play in Green Bay. It is the NFL's divisional round of playoff action. Aaron Donald off the injury report, so he should be good to go. Kickoff in Green Bay between the Packers and Rams at 4.30 Eastern time. 8 o'clock Eastern, you'll find Baltimore in Buffalo to take on the Bills. Ravens cornerback Marcus Peters questionable. He's got a sore back. Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs are off the injury report for Buffalo, so those wide receivers will be active. Now, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Friday night, a busy one on the NBA. Seven games played, including the Clippers getting a big night from Kawhi Leonard. He had 27 points. Paul George had 26. L.A. crowned the Kings 138-100 for their third straight win. The Lakers, six players in double figures. They grounded the Pelicans 112-95 for their fifth straight victory. Donovan Mitchell, 26 points in Utah. 
Well, they have won four in a row. They beat the Hawks 116-92. Oklahoma City corralled the Bulls 127-125 in overtime. And Giannis with 31 points as Milwaukee beat Dallas 112-109. As we send it back now to Jason McIntyre. Thank you, Ralph Irvin. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. And let's welcome in our new guest. Well, he's not new. I mean, I've known the guy for probably two decades. Brian Costello, Jets beat writer for the New York Post. Now, Brian, a lot of people get on my case when I have Jets writers on. (laughs) Come on, Jason, you're a national show and you're bringing on a Jets writer? Jets haven't been good in forever. Brian, they don't know about my love, man, about my love for the Jets. Now, let's start here. Robert Salah. Am I saying his name right? It's like Hala. Sahala? That's how, I, that's how I keep my head. It's like Hala, Sala. Yep. Okay, Robert Sala uh, is the new Jets head coach. Apparently, he's bringing Mike LeFleur um, with him, <laughs> the brother of Matt LeFleur, the Packers coach. Um, first of all, I am curious uh, on the big question here. Historically, and meaning historically recent years, all, this has become an offensive league you hire an offensive coach. If you hire a defensive coach and the offense has any success, within two years, that OC is leaving. We're seeing it with Mike Vrabel right now in Tennessee. Um, And then you basically have your quarterback rotating through offensive coordinators. That ain't good. We saw in uh, Philadelphia. uh, They kept plucking the offensive coordinators um, from uh, Carson Wentz. He has struggled all of a sudden. Now, Doug Peterson's an offensive guy, but nevertheless, Brian, I... This is a difficult thing for me to grasp. Yeah, I, this, this, I think everyone's getting way ahead of themselves with this argument. <laughs> I saw this this week. I think Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, kind of started the conversation on this. You know, if, if you've been a Jets fan a long time, Jason, right? They haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. They've had <sighs> five straight losing seasons. If you get to the point where people want to hire your offensive coordinator, you should be doing cartwheels in your front yard. Like, that, <laughs> that means the Jets are good. Like, so... Cross that bridge when you get to it. <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, yes, ideally you don't want your offensive coordinator changing every two years. But look at the Titans. You just mentioned them. LaFleur leaves there, goes to Green Bay, and now Arthur Smith is great. Now he's gone. They're still, be, they're still successful. The hope is that you're coaching the coaches underneath them and developing coaches and you can replace them. But, like, if the Jets have that problem, <laughs> that's a heck of a lot better than where this they've been. True for the last decade. So I, I wouldn't be too overly concerned with that. They need to get a leader in here. They need to get someone who's going to just kind of reinvigorate the organization. Uh, he's obviously done it with the fan base already in two days. Everyone seems very enthusiastic. So I think that was the focus here, not whether yeah. he coaches offense or defense. Brian, it sounds like this was a move. Like Adam Gaze was a bad communicator, didn't talk to people. Um I still am angry at Peyton Manning for gassing him up. That's the reason I was all in on Adam Gaze, because of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning hyped him. And then he just was a poor communicator. It feels like they wanted to get a communicator, and that was the top priority here. Um, Is that a good read on my part? Somewhat. You know, I don't think Adam was as bad a communicator as everybody makes him out to be. Uh, You know, (laughs) the biggest problem for Adam Gaze will be the biggest problem for Robert Sala unless Joe Douglas finds players. And it was the biggest problem for Todd Bowles, right? Like, Todd Bowles has had three teams requesting for a head coaching interview right now because he's had success in Tampa Bay again because he has good players. Like, he's, you know, I don't care how good a coach Robert Sala is. If you give him the roster that the Jets had last year, he's not going to have much success either. Right. Like, they need players here. So I do think you're right. I think they did set out for a communicator, for a you know, big leadership, someone that's going to kind of walk in the door. Adam didn't have a commanding presence. Adam wasn't 
a rah-rah, stand up in front of the team, you know, give a new Rockney speech type of guy. That wasn't him. Uh, so I think they wanted that. Like, this is what teams do. Right, they they oh, they 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 want the opposite of what they just had. Right, uh, you know when they when the Jets fired Eric Mangini, they went to Rex Ryan because he was the polar opposite of Eric Mangini. When they when they fired Rex Ryan, they went to Todd Bowles because he was the polar opposite oh. of Rex Ryan. So <laughs> this is what they do. It doesn't always work. I mean, I, I think everything I've heard about Robert Sala, you know, there's rave reviews. He seems like he he's a guy who players like to play for. That being said, he's never done the job before, so yeah. you know we got to wait and see how he does. I uh, I think it's time, Brian. You need to go officially on record. What should the Jets do? Keep Sam Darnold or draft a quarterback at two? And I don't want to hear this. Well, you got to evaluate all the quarterbacks. You've had yeah. time. It's not like the Jets have been in any <laughs> doing anything the last couple of weeks. I, I need to know where you stand on this. I would move on from Sam Darnold. Yes, Jason. Thank That's you. I am. Yeah, I've seen thirty-eight games uh, of Sam Darnold, and here's where this is where I am. This is my position on Sam Darnold. You can win with Sam Darnold as your quarterback. You are not going to win because Sam Darnold is your quarterback. Mm. And I want a quarterback that I'm going to win because he's in there. I, you know, so the last game of the season, Jets play the Patriots, they lose. I'm sitting writing, and then I'm just kind of waiting. I know Adam Gase is going to get fired, so I'm waiting for the word that he's been fired to write my story. And I flipped on Red Zone, and I watched Texans Titans and I'm watching Deshaun Watson yeah. move his team down the field. Laramie Tunsil's not playing. His offensive line is, is all is a lot of backups. He's throwing to Chad Hansen, who was a Jets <laughs> draft pick, who I watched practice every day, and I know that's not the Andre Hopkins out there. And he's moving them down the field, Jason, against the Titans, who are a really good team. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like that's what it looks like. That's what a franchise quarterback looks like. I and I haven't seen that from Donald once in three years a game like that. So I like Sam. I think Sam has a lot of good traits. I do think, yeah, I know Jets fans have a fear that he's going to go somewhere and blossom. That's probably going to happen. He could win somewhere. If you, you drop him in right now on one of these playoff teams, Sam's going to look a lot better than he has with the Jets. Because, again, like I said with the coach, Sam's been playing with a lot of bad players around him. He's had some bad coaching. So, yeah, he's going to be better. But I, I don't see Sam Donald ever becoming Deshaun Watson. Or Patrick Mahomes. And I think if you're the Jets or any team, that's what you want. And that's what they have to find. Yeah, he's going to go somewhere and be successful. Now the question becomes, Brian, because you're just, I, I love this. Where does Sam end up? Uh, uh, Pittsburgh would have to be an option. Indy, San Francisco. Who am I missing? Washington, I think. I, I well, To me, like, Washington jumps out. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, but I, I like, obviously they need a quarterback, right? I don't think, I don't know if Alex Smith is going to come back. He's not really somebody you can rely on to play 16 games at this point with his, his health issues. Um, he's in the NFC, so I think the Jets would. I think the Jets would prefer that Sam goes to the NFC and they don't have to see him. You know, in case he does become that quarterback. So I don't know. I, I, in my mind, in Washington, since they won the division, they're going to be drafting what 19th, I think, something like that, something like 20th. That. So yeah, so they're not going to have a shot at one of these top quarterbacks probably. I don't know. It just it makes sense to me that he could end up in, in Washington. Interesting. Now, where are you? Final question, Brian. Are you in the Justin Fields camp or the Zach Wilson, or is there someone else? <laughs> I, I look, Jason. I, up front, I have not watched a lot of college football. Fair enough. Um, so, I, but I, I liked what I saw from Fields. Obviously, in the semifinal game, he was really good. Um, you know, and I, I just have heard about Justin Fields for years because even 
it's funny, Jordan Jenkins, the Jets linebacker from Georgia, he would tell me about Justin Fields when he was in high school. Oh, wow. And, he went, and then he went to Georgia, and like Jenkins was excited about him going there. Um, so he's the one who intrigues me the most. Uh, but, like, look, I, I, you know you don't want to hear the evaluation. I do think in that aspect, Joe Douglas and his staff, they got to figure that out. That's, yep. not, that's above my pay grade. Yep. I have not watched enough college tape to understand who the best quarterback is in college right now. Other, oh, I, I'm sorry, the second-best quarterback I have watched Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Uh, All right, Brian Costello, New York Post. Obviously, follow him, Brian C-O-Z. Brian, hey, man, now that uh, you got the coach out of the way, you can have some fun this offseason. I'm sure you're going to go a global uh, global trip. Oh, we're in a pandemic. I forgot. Uh, Nobody can do anything. I'll be be sitting in my basement some more, Jason. Yeah. All right, man. Stay healthy, Brian. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right, Brian. Take it easy. Brian Costello, good guy, great reporter, plugged in. and, And I like I like where he's at. You've got to get rid of Sam Darnold. And it's not a slight. I like Sam Darnold, too. I was rooting for him. This will be his third head coach in, what, four years? Somebody's going to have to pay him. I think Washington, I had not really considered that with the Alex Smith stuff. Uh, I'm sure some Washington fans will talk themselves into Taylor Heineken. I mean Heineke. Uh, but let's be realistic. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, we didn't do a lot on uh, Alabama yet, but... Um, like, college football needs to do something. Not about Alabama, but to make the postseason interesting. Did you guys notice all three playoff games decided by 14 or more points? Zero of the three games were remotely interesting in the second half. There wasn't even a moment where it was like, oh, the door's open. No. Three awful games. Three awful second halves. I've got the solution coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Gavin and I got into it during the break. So there's a report now that Brian Dable is the clubhouse leader for the Chargers job. That is pretty damn good. We will get into that second hour. That would be massive. Listen, given what Dable's done for Josh Allen, and they pair him with Justin Herbert, hello success. You get a legit rival to Kansas City in the AFC West. Remember, I, I this Chargers roster is stacked. Holy cow, that would be huge. Um, I still think watch out for Houston. Those, those, I don't even know what the word is to describe Easterby and Nick Cazario. They technically call Easterby a character coach. A character yeah. oh, Who served as an interim GM somehow. I, I, I'm a character coach, okay? <laughs> um, all right, so I quickly wanted to talk about Alabama and what is going on in college football. Again, the numbers are pretty bleak. In 21 college football playoff games, 17 of those games have been won by Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. It's just utter dominance. And... The playoffs have gotten boring. That's the problem. It's just not exciting. Now, do you sometimes get an amazing game like last year's Ohio State-Clemson game, which was a phenomenal game? Yeah. But look at the last two years. One game out of six was remotely interesting. LSU, I mean, bludgeoned Oklahoma. LSU destroyed Clemson. Like, the games are not that competitive. So how do you improve a playoff when you've got Three juggernauts like that. Will you expand the damn thing? Now, we've been talking about this for years. I mean, look at how stacked Alabama is, okay? They had 
three of the five Heisman finalists. Okay? They had six first-team All-Americans. The Pac-12 had one. The Big 12 had three. So Alabama had more first-team All-Americans than the Pac-12 and the Big 12 combined. Like, do you guys understand what that is? Do you, I mean, do you, think about this. That's not fun. Now, that's not going to go away anytime soon. That's not going anywhere, right? Alabama is going to continue to get the best and the brightest. So how do you make it interesting? You expand the damn thing. Even if Alabama blows out Cincinnati in the first game, you know, and they would, or Alabama blows out Boise or whomever, fine. But now you at least add four more teams, and you know what? Maybe Ohio State gets caught. Maybe Clemson gets surprised. You know? It, it, and this stuff can be cyclical, okay? We saw Duke in North Carolina complete juggernauts in college basketball. UCLA had a run. Okay? Um, Arkansas had a mini run. Right now, Kentucky was going through a great run of, uh, of first-round picks. Like, it, it, this stuff can be cyclical. The problem is Alabama's not going anywhere. Nick Saban's 69 years old. The dude works out. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Two times a day. He doesn't get worn down. Because he's got like 74 assistant coaches. He's got this great rehabilitation program going on. If you are a coach in football and you screw up or you stink or you forget how to be successful and you get fired, put in a call to Nick Saban. Or, or you start drinking or drugs, whatever it is. You go to Nick Saban. Hey, man, I know how to do football. Um, I could be a leader of men. Can I come on board? 
Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Sark. Bill O'Brien, come on down. You know what that means is less work for Nick Saban. He's so smart, and this is what good leaders do. Nick Saban is so smart, he was a defensive guy his whole career, right? And then, what, like six, five, six years ago, he realized, man, I can't win games six to uh, nine to six, uh, 14 to seven. That, like, that's not modern football. The game is rigged to the offenses. So, what does Nick Saban do? I will be the CEO of Alabama football, and I will bring in offensive guys to teach the players offense. And we'll run Lane Kiffin's offense and Sark's offense and Bill O'Brien's offense. Go ahead. And Nick Saban's got, a, got the best job in America. He's the biggest fish in college football. He basically runs the state of Alabama. Whoever he says to vote for or this guy stinks politically or whatever, Nick Saban calls the shots. And he's the CEO down there of the university. Like, it's a great setup for Nick Saban. He's not going anywhere. College football, to be interesting again and not make this the Alabama Invitational every year, is to invite more teams to the playoff. Like, this is very simple. It, it, it should not be that tall of an order for Alabama uh, or for college football to figure out the Alabama problem. Um, so that's one hour in the books, and uh, it's good to be back. A, a lot more room on this to spread my wings than straight fire. We try to condense that to an hour. You know, we have a guest. We tighten it up. This is just like, boom, I'm rolling. And Gavin has said a couple things, and Gavin, we're going to get into the Chargers next hour. Coming up next, we're going to do NFL Divisional Weekend Picks. It's a tough slate. It is a brutal slate of games to bet on. We will talk to you after the break. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash Thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by our number two here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre. And I'm ready to talk some football in hour number two. We did basically all football first hour. I know you're waiting, some of you, waiting patiently for me to just go in on Kyrie Irving. That will happen. Trust me. We're going there. We're getting there. By the way, Kyrie may, um, may suit up tonight. James Harden making his debut in Brooklyn. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Let's welcome in our guest. We usually do him at the top of the second hour. Breakdown NFL picks. He is my guy, T.A. from Sharp Football Analysis. T.A., how are you, man? Good, Jason. How's it going? I hope your playoffs have started off well. Yeah, they have. Uh, I took a few weeks off the show, so we, we we didn't do picks here with you for a minute. 
Um, but last weekend, you know, the sides were actually good for me, two and one. Totals just totally whiffed on. Did well on teasers, although the Steelers kind of blew one up. But um, I, 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 this weekend's really tough. Not a lot of market movement. Um, which game would you like to start with, T.A.? Well, we could just go in order of the of the, okay. the time of the game. Yeah, I let, mean, let, I, let's let's start out. I think Rams Packers is the opener. Um, there's some chatter this morning that Cooper Cup is a game time decision. He and Aaron Donald haven't practiced. I, I'd love to make a case uh, for the Rams here getting at, at getting seven, but um, I don't know. What, where, where are you on this one? Yeah, so it's interesting. So I just I, I my favorite probably bet of the weekend is not a straight bet; it's a teaser bet. I've got the Packers essentially at a pick 'em and the uh, Ravens at eight and a half. Mm. Um, and really, you know, for me, uh, it comes down to I mean, it's the obvious stuff. It's you know, I, I've heard I, I've got somebody who's got a close connection with the Rams, and what I've heard is Donald will play, but he is not even close to a hundred percent, no matter you know, what they shoot him up with, like he's not going to be as effective as he normally is. I think it's a big deal in the middle of that defense. And, you know, for me, I just don't know how the Rams score more than 17, 20 points. And, um, you know, you've got Jared Goff, who's obviously got the dislocated thumb. He didn't look great last week, and he hasn't played well in a long time. And he's playing, you know, this narrative that he's, you know, he's a California kid playing in you know below freezing temperatures i think is legit only because he's got small hands and he's got um that dislocated thumb it's like the combination of all of that plus potentially not having cooper cup in there i mean he's played i looked it up he's played two games under 30 degrees in his entire nfl career both came in 2018 uh, when they went to the super bowl and it was at you know sunday night game in chicago the freezing game and he threw four interceptions the single worst qb rating game of his career he also played in Denver um, that that season in October, and was 14 of 28, no touchdowns, one interception. That was the eighth worst um, uh, QB rating game of his career. So we've got that limited sample again. He measured nine uh, nine inch hands at the combine. That was a big <laughs> issue. So, like, I think how are you how are you gripping a frozen football yeah. with a dislocated thumb when you already have uh, you know an issue with with the size of your hand. So, uh, and if you take away if Cooper Cup is not there and not effective, and you've got Jair Alexander covering Robert Woods, like what are you doing? You're just running Cam Akers up the middle. I I don't know. So to me, like I, I have so much respect for the Rams defense that I'm not willing to lay the six and a half with the Packers. But I think when a teaser to essentially just get them to win, I think is the right play. So at least in the early game, that's that's the first leg of my teaser that I like. Yeah, I am curious, TA. The one thing that jumped out at me is. The Packers have not played a very good defense in a while. Uh, they, they, you know, they moved the ball easily on the Saints. I think it was like week three. Saints defense is not uh, is significantly better than it was back then. They could do nothing. Uh, Green Bay against Tampa. They had the thirty first rated schedule in the league. I, I, I don't know if oh. I'm fully buying the Packers. Um, well, let me let me flip this on you. Um, how many? Okay, if I how many top uh, thirteen offenses do you think the Rams have faced? Yeah, they faced a lot of backup quarterbacks. <laughs> okay, so they faced two. The answer is they faced two: Buffalo and Tampa. And what did they do? They allowed thirty-five to Josh Allen in Buffalo. They yeah. just totally shredded them. And they, you know, they beat Tampa, but they allowed twenty-four there. You know, like I don't. I think it's a really good defense, but I'm not sure it's. You know, this isn't the '86 Bears defense now. And if you've got a Do- uh, Aaron Donald who is you know fifty percent, like that makes a huge difference. So. Like I said, I, I agree 
the, the Packers haven't really been tested from that perspective, but I don't think the Rams have either. So I think it's kind of a wash when you yeah. look at schedules. So uh, like I said, at the end of the day, I think, you know, this is something like a 20 to 16 game, <laughs> you know, like that's the, that's the type of game that I yeah. see here. In my Fox sports column, I had 2017. I took the under. Uh, <laughs> so we're on the yeah, same I don't blame you. I actually don't yeah. blame you at all. Uh, I, I get nervous whenever we get NFL totals that are like under 46 because we saw last week, I actually ended up last minute taking the over in that Seattle Rams game only because it was 42 and a half. Everyone I saw read took the under and it's yeah. like, well, all you need is one fluky play, like a defensive oh. touchdown, which we got. Um, you get a month punt, like things it's so easy to just to score um, these random plays. It's just hard in the NFL these days, especially in a playoff game where teams are fighting to the last minute to score. They're not, you know, running the ball out. Um, you just never know. So I, I, I hear you. I think, honestly, the better play, if you do like the under, just take the under Rams team total. I think it's 19 and a half, mm. 20. I think that's a better play than I think um, the, the game over, just because you never know. Aaron Rodgers could end up, uh, you know, uh, connecting a couple long ones, and, you know, that it yeah. goes over just because of that. How so. funny How funny was that Seahawks-Rams? You know, I had the under 42 and a half or whatever, and I go out to shoot hoops with my kids because the game was so bad. Midway through the second quarter, it's 6-3. I'm like, oh, this looks great. And my phone starts blowing up. Oh, my gosh, pick six, Metcalf. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, what? How is there points in this game? But at any rate, let's get to the Saturday night game, T.A. Any thoughts on uh, any lean there? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, that's the second leg of my teaser. So I do have the Ravens at 8.5. I personally, I wouldn't play either side. Yeah. If I gun to my head, I might take Buffalo at 2.5. But I, I just, I'd rather just have the teaser. I think it's a close game either way. You know, obviously, the, the advantage for... Baltimore, they can run the ball, and Buffalo is a bottom five, um, you know, run, run defense. We look at some of the advanced metrics, and they haven't faced many good rush offenses uh, this season. But when they have, oh. um, the, those rush offenses have exceeded their averages. So, you know, they are susceptible to the ground game. We saw last week with Jonathan Taylor and Nikki Hines. They ran the ball a lot. They had a bunch of explosive plays. So there's clearly an advantage there um, in the run game, and I think that's going to chew up clock. Um, now, the reason I, I do like the Ravens, too, I think this will be a lower-scoring game. I actually took the under as well. Huh. Here, only because the wins are expected to be, I looked it up uh, just uh, about an hour ago, uh, kind of uh, the 20 to 25-mile-an-hour when you look at Gus. Lamar Jackson does not have a, a rocket arm, so I think they're going to really stick to the ground game. Um, they're going to chew up as much clock as possible, and I think that you know Josh Allen will be affected just enough against the really good, you know, the, the Ravens' defense has really played well lately, and they've got finally – all three of their cornerbacks um, healthy. So you're going to have Peters, uh, Humphrey, and Jimmy Smith all on the field at the same time. Um, I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than people think, but from a side perspective, I just feel more comfortable um, getting the eight and a half. I mean, Lamar Jackson's career, I think he's at 37 starts. He's only had three losses by more than six points. So I feel pretty safe that they can cover that eight and a half. I'm just not sure, you know, straight yeah. up who I like in that one. So I, I had the guy on my podcast who won the super contest and finished second in the Circa. He collected, like, him and his partner, $800,000. You, you got to listen to it on straight fire. And he liked the bills here, and his explanation was solid. Nothing earth-shattering. And you can make a great case, as you said, for both sides here. But then I had Mike Sando on from The Athletic, and he pointed out that the bills – are 6-0 and this year against top 10 EPA defenses, and they're averaging like 30 points a game. And I saw oh, yeah. that, and I was, like, the <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I'm like, what on earth? How is that possible? Now, the Rams were in a weird spot. I think that was a travel uh, nightmare for them. They were down huge in the first half and came back. But 
this Bills offense is like Brian Dable apparently is getting the Chargers job. Have you heard this in the last hour? Like that would be amazing. Him, Dable, and Herbert would be incredible. But and what I like, and anyone who follows me on Twitter, you know, the big analytics, you know, push it's it, throw the ball early, throw on early yes. downs. Don't do what the Titans. I mean, the, oh. the, the Mike Vrabel offense, and that's why I don't think it's Arthur Smith. I think it's more Vrabel. Just run on first down with Derrick Henry every single time. The defense knows exactly what's gonna what you're gonna do. They they throw the ball a lot. The Bills and the Chiefs are one two in uh, early down passing, and that's what you do. Like, that's why Dable's just been he's done a great job of. You know, playing to their strengths, spread the spread the defense out, and, and throw the ball, especially early down. But I will say, uh, one area that the Ravens have struggled this year, they haven't played a lot of teams that that spread them out. So in kind of four wide receiver personnel, they've only played one team, and that's the Steelers um, early in the year that really spread them out with four receivers and essentially no running backs. And that's a lot of what Buffalo does. And Ben and Ben Roethlisberger actually picked them apart. Now he didn't go deep a lot; it was a lot of shorter passes, but he was very efficient. So that's one area that I could I could see you know the the, the Bills just kind of dinking and dunking and then doing a double move you know on uh, Gabe Davis on Marcus Peters who likes to cheat and that's like <laughs> the big play. So I could see that happening. Like I said, if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably take the Bills yeah. just because I think that the probably the better overall team. But just the fact that you know the wind could be an issue here could limit some of those deep balls by Josh Allen and the fact that I think the Ravens just can chew up so much clock. Yeah running the ball uh, and be efficient doing it. Real you know, quick, where are you way. Where are you on Wink Martindale? Because he loves to blitz. They blitz more than any team in the league this year. Josh Allen has been amazing under pressure. I think he was third in the league in touchdowns. And he picks apart man because Diggs and Beasley and Brown are so good. I, I, you know, is Martindale going to change it up and do any zone? He's got a bunch of man cornerbacks. I just... I have some buyer's remorse. I did bet fairly significantly the Ravens getting three with some juice early in the week Sunday night, but I, I have some I have some concerns. Obviously, no. I mean, I I don't know what they're going to do defensively. I don't think they're going to change because they don't change much when they face Mahomes who yeah. shreds blitzes, right? And that so that's the worry. That yeah. If you if the thing with the blitz is you know Josh Allen actually when you look at his splits he's not good under pressure. He has actually struggled under pressure, but he's good versus the blitz, right? And there's a difference because you can blitz him. But if he gets away, if he scrambles, he can make a big play and really kill you. But if you get there, then he really struggles, right? Like if you're in his face and he has nowhere to go, then he might make a mistake. He might throw it. That's where he throws his interceptions. So it all depends. You know, you can blitz and, you know, all you want, but you got to get there. Like yeah. there's no there's no holding back there. All right, so your Browns with the upset of the weekend blew up everybody's teasers. The house loved it. Um, can they Can they pull this off, first of all? And second, can they cover <laughs> Well, first of all, any team in the playoffs can pull it yes. off, but I, I find it it's just really hard with this defense, um, the way they played, and they really haven't faced many stud quarterbacks like Mahomes. I, I, I find it it's difficult for me to think that they're going to win it at the end. I do think they can keep it close. I think the path to victory is kind of what they've been doing um, silently in the last you know two months of the season. That's Everyone just assumes a great run game, so they're just going to pound the ball, pound the ball early. Well, no, they're again analytically based front office. Stefanski's really smart guy. He believes in what you know the, the way you throw to win early, right? So he, the, the Browns are actually the fifth most pass heavy team in the first quarter um, since week twelve, and they're third best in terms of success rate. So they've been jumping on teams early. They did it against the Titans. Um, obviously, they did it last week against the Steelers. Like they're throwing early to get these leads, and then you use the two-headed monster and Chubb and Hunt to essentially put the nail in the coffin. Now you can't really do that against Mahomes and the Chiefs because they could score on every possession. Yeah. Um, even if you have a big lead, we saw that with Houston last week. So I, I actually do like the Browns um, both 
I like the over here. I like the Browns over uh, ten and a half team total in the first half. Um, I think that they're gonna, like I said, they're gonna start off hot. I think they're gonna score early. Here's the thing with the Chiefs, um, and I looked this up, and again, this is a small sample size, but I just thought it was interesting. If you look back in the last ten years, there've been six teams that have rested starters in Week 17 and yep. then had a first round bye. Uh, those teams are one in five. Uh, against the spread and um, two and four straight up. And one of those teams was the Eagles that covered and won. They were an underdog, if you remember, a couple of years back with Nick Foles Nick against Foles. the Falcons. Okay, so you're talking about the, the favorites. Okay, teams that are favored, and, and these are these are spreads that are like five and a half to ten points, are one and five straight up um, in these situations. We saw it last year with the Ravens against the Titans. They were a ten-point favorite, lost outright. They got blown out. Like, it happens year after year. And so that's one area that's a little little scary, um, I think, if you're a Chiefs supporter. Um, now, I know that Andy Reid uh, by uh, uh, stats, but this is a little different when you when you sit two weeks, right? Yeah. So I can't see the Browns kind of jump early, have maybe a 10 nothing lead to start, um, and then have the, the Chiefs come back. And, you know, I think it'll end up being like a 35-30 type of game when it's all said and done. I will say, here, here are a couple stats with the Browns' defense, like which really worries me. Um, you know, they're 26 in points per drive allowed when you get when you eliminate the drives that end in a turnover. So the Browns have, of course, the third most turnovers per drive in the NFL. But, you know, Pat Mahomes and this Chiefs offense, they don't turn it over. Like, they just <laughs> never do. So you can't really – you can't lean on that. So if you exclude those those turnover drives, they're 26 in the NFL on defense, and they haven't faced any, uh, a very difficult schedule. In fact, one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Um, and then when you take out those three high-win games yeah. in the middle of the season – um, which obviously the, the opponents like Deshaun Watson couldn't even throw the ball in that game. Neither <laughs> yeah. could Derek Carr. If you strip those out, they're 31st. So, like, I, I find it very hard um, for me to think that this game is going to be lower scoring or if they're going to hold down the Chiefs long enough. You might do it for a drive or two, but I just think um, for, the, for the length of the game, uh, I think it's going to be too much. I think- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It'll be entertainment. I think the Browns will score. I think they'll keep it interesting, but I think at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs win. My only thought on the under, I saw this stat that the Browns' defense plays the 29th. Uh, their their man coverage ranks 29th in the NFL. They love the zone quarters, cover six, cover two. And if they do the good strategy, hey, we're not going to blitz them. We're just going to rush four at Mahomes. I wonder if Andy Reid makes this a Clyde Edwards-Alaire game, the same way that he did against Buffalo with, like, 250 yards rushing, slow it down, because— you know, we know they can score, but what if they do? I mean, I don't know what Andy Reid's going to do here. Like, that's, I mean, that's very possible. I will say, like, the, the Bills had that strategy, right? But for one, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may not even play. I, mean, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so, and Le'Veon I mean, Bell stinks. Le'Veon um, Bell's hurt, too. So, I, I don't know. I mean, you might be right. And, and look, the smart, again, analytically-based team with the Browns, um, they know this, and Joe Woods was the defense was the defensive backs coach with the Niners last year in the Super Bowl. They had a similar kind of play play two safeties deep, right, and just yeah. let, you know force for, let them run the ball and keep everything underneath. I mean, look for a huge Travis Kelsey game because when you do yes. that, middle field's wide open, especially like that ten to fifteen range. So look for a lot of uh, Travis Kelsey. And maybe you tried that for a little bit, and I think that's probably a smart way to go. I, I still think that the Chiefs are comfortable enough where they can matriculate down the field if they have to and score. I mean, it's it's just going to be really hard for this uh, for this Browns defense. And look for, uh, by the way, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. If you want to find a um, a prop, I think he can he can clear his rushing. Oh, certainly, uh, yeah, I like that. Because against a, a deep zone like that, there's going to be wide open lanes. And, you know, if you look at uh, last year in the playoffs, he really he averaged almost 50 yards rushing in, uh, in the playoff games. Because it's like when the game is on, when the, when the season's on the line, he's going to run the ball, right? When it's midseason and week eight uh, against, uh, you know, the Raiders, like he's not going to try and run the ball a lot. So look for that as a potential prop. Uh, we don't really have time for a di- deep dive, but any pick on Saints, Bucks? I took the three. I'm sorry, I gave the three with the Saints. I think the public comes in on Tampa, and I don't love this Tampa team, but I don't love that bet either. I, I took uh, Tampa plus three and a half. Oh, I lead a little juice. Okay. Uh, here's why, real quick. Um, you know, the teams, underdogs that are playing the same team the third time uh, since 2000 in the playoffs are 17 and 10 against the spread. We saw both Browns and Rams cover last week and one outright. So I don't care that they lost the first two games. If you look at the first game, they actually outgained the Saints 4.8 to 4.1 yards per play. It was a fluky pick six um, and also a must punt or a must kickoff that yeah. gave uh, Saints easy points. So that game was essentially even. Second game was a complete um, annihilation. Ali Marpet, the, the star guard for Tampa, was out. The, the backup allowed seven pressures, and we know that Brady struggles with pressure in his face. They're not going to have that issue this, this week. Uh, Marpet is playing, so I think that's going to help. I just think it's a close game. Uh, I just think the three and a half is too many points. And, the, you know, the Saints don't really impress me, um, you know, overall. Uh, they didn't impress me last week. I think defensively they're good, and I think this is a lower-scoring game. Again, if I, I would lean under, but I, I like Tampa here in three and a half. All right, T.A., follow him at Cleve, T.A. Uh, T.A., hey, continued success. Hope everything's well with the family, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, you too. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. You know, uh, I think it's time, folks. We go after Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. What a situation that Kevin Durant has on his hands. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places. 
in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. So Kyrie Irving got Kevin Durant to join him in Brooklyn. Okay? Then Kyrie Irving got the coach fired. If you remember, we talked about that. You could see that coming a mile away. Kenny Atkinson got him fired. But a weird thing happened. The Nets did not roll over and say, yeah, Kyrie, you can pick pick the next coach. They went out and they surprised everybody and got Steve Nash. Now, of course, my uh, Steve Nash story is that he used to live in my area, in my neighborhood, eh, kind of, walking distance, but a, a walk. Um, and I was driving to Vegas when I heard the news, and I was just stunned. Driving to Vegas to put in bets and then turn around and drive home. I did that. Yes, that was a thing I did in August. Uh, and I signed up for a gambling contest. And, of course, I called my buddy, who is friendly with Nash, works with him, and everybody was stunned. Like, this came out of nowhere. And apparently Kyrie Irving was stunned as well. He was not happy with this. And then he made the point of going on an Instagram live and saying, yeah, we don't really have a coach. You know, we're coaches out there on the court. Like, he's been pushing back against Steve Nash from the jump. And I don't know what triggered Kyrie Irving. It could have been social unrest at the Capitol earlier this month. I mean, that's probably like a good excuse for him. But for Kyrie Irving to like pout and then just walk away and ghost his coach when he tries to reach out to him. I I need a mental health break. I need a day off. Like, I get it. Mental health is a real thing, but communicate that to your employer. And Kyrie refused to do that because he basically wants to say like, yeah, I don't have to answer to you or anyone because he's officially an egomaniac. And I mean, listen, we knew Kyrie would be lost when he left LeBron. Remember in Cleveland, he demanded a trade. I didn't know he would literally be lost. He is a vagabond since leaving LeBron. I'm going to go to Boston. Oh, things are good. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm staying here. Oh, no, no. Brad Stevens, that's that's not for me. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, no thanks. I'm going to go start something in uh, Brooklyn. And then Kevin Durant shows up because he got him there. And then Steve Nash, Kyrie unhappy. How do you think Kyrie feels about this James Harden thing? I don't think he could be happy. Think about it this way. Kevin Durant and Nash, their relationship goes back to Golden State. Kevin Durant and Harden, their relationship goes back to OKC. Suddenly, Kyrie Irving is the odd man out. Now, we talked about this with Brian Windhorst, and he kind of laughed and was like, oh, I don't know, that's interesting. There is something there, folks. Kyrie is suddenly the odd man out on just a crazy, absurd three-man super team. Now, we'll, we'll do plenty more on this. We have a guest coming up now, um, but we I'm, I'm not done with this. We, you got to hear the James Harden stuff. By the way, ah, we don't have time, Gavin, but um, James Harden perfectly played how the heck to get out of Houston. We'll talk about that more with our guests coming up. But first, here's Ralph Irvin with what's trending in sports. Well, thank you very much, Jason. We start with the NFL's divisional round of playoff action. It gets underway later today, 4.30 Eastern time, as the Rams play at Green Bay. Cooper Cup, a game-time decision 
for L.A. Aaron Donald off the injury list. He should be good to go. Again, that's at 4.30 Eastern. At 8 o'clock, it's Baltimore in Buffalo. Adam Schefter reporting today that Ravens running back Mark Ingram is a healthy scratch. So he will not be playing, uh, reportedly. It'll all be J.K. Dobbins. That's an interesting decision. Uh, Ravens corner Marcus Peters also questionable. He's got a sore back. On the flip side, Bills wideouts Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs off the injury report. They should be good to go. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Friday night in the NBA, Milwaukee got 31 from Giannis in a 112-109 win over Dallas. The Bucks have won seven of their last eight games. Andre Drummond, a huge night, 33 points, 23 rebounds. Cleveland, Nick, New York, 106-103. The Lakers, six players in double figures. They won their fifth straight, beating the Pelicans, 112-95. As we send it now, back to Jason McIntyre. Thank you, Ralph. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. And let's welcome in a guest. I I think he's been on the show before, but it's been a while. Brian Smith of the Houston Chronicle. Brian, how are you, man? Oh, oh, Brian's not there yet. Okay, we'll get to him in a second. Oh, Brian is there now. Okay, all right, we got him. Brian Smith, Houston Chronicle. Brian, busy, busy week in uh, Houston, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Really? It's just another week. This is how this is how Houston is now. Houston is. Uh... Bigger, more important, more lively than L.A., Chicago, Boston, Philly, New York. Yeah, combined, Houston, Houston basically. Houston is a place to be, to live, and for sport. Houston Astros, okay, we know how that, how that went. James Harden forces his way out of town. Deshaun Watson, I'm in the middle of reading another story about the Texans that just dropped from Sports Illustrated. I guess, where do you want to start, Brian? You more comfortable with Harden? Um, you want to go to Deshaun Watson? Where, where would you like to go? Let's start. I, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to do live radio. Uh, I, I I was aware of a story that might be coming out. You can maybe help me. Is the uh, what, what's the Sports Illustrated story? Because I I haven't been on Twitter in the last five seconds. <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean it was out this early this morning, uh, and I'm just getting now to reading it. But essentially, the whole hey, Jack Easterby's not going to be part of our process. Uh, oh yeah, wait a sec. Yeah. He's talking to the owner right after the season yeah. finale, yeah. and he's on the plane with him and yeah. all this stuff. I mean, this is just. Yeah, what what is the story? First of all, have you talked to, to, with Easterby? Like, did he yeah. make himself available to the media? Um, how did he get the billionaire's ear? In some ways, and I, I don't want to blame him because he gets blamed for too many things. But in some ways, this is Bill O'Brien's fault. So the the the, the abbreviated uh, version is that Bill O'Brien and uh, well, really, Bill O'Brien wanted to bring in Jack Easterby. Uh, now, part of this was actually was Brian Gain, who was the GM for, yeah. for about a year. But but if you go back, so power struggle for years between Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith, GM, longtime GM, who and Rick Smith was the, the McNair's favorite. And Bill O'Brien ends up winning that power struggle. Rick Smith leaves. He also obviously had some you know issues with, with, with his wife and, and health, which are very serious. But, yeah. but ultimately, Rick Smith left because of the power struggle. Bill O'Brien wins. Bill O'Brien, at that point, wanted to bring in Nick Casario, but also always had Brian Gain, who had worked for the organization, was, was, was on the rise in his back pocket as, as the backup. Bill Belichick says no for Casario. This is a couple years ago. Brian Gain gets the job. 
And then it just didn't work out. Even though the team won 11 games, yeah. even though they, they won the division, made the playoffs, Bill O'Brien wins another power struggle. So here's where Jack Easterby comes in. And right before Brian Gang gets fired, Jack Easterby has a falling out from everything I've ever been told with the Crafts. Uh, Robert Kraft obviously had an issue in Florida, right? And Jack Easterby after the Super Bowl, it's a perfect time for him to leave, you know, for him to, to move on. Other teams pursue him. And Bill O'Brien, from everything I was told, was able to go to Cal McNair and basically say, hey, we need this guy. You know, this, this, this guy is on the rise. We need him. They bring <laughs> him in. Here's the kicker. When Jack Easterby comes in, and, it, it, and, and this is when the Texans right now have forever changed, he does exactly what he's not supposed to do. He starts running uh, basically a background check on the entire organization. Oh. I, was, I was told that he, st- he started getting – you know, all the files, he, he got all the information. And at one point, Brian Gain was like, why is Jack Easterby involved in everything? You know, he's, he's supposed to just kind of be a character coach. He's supposed to kind of be on the periphery. And Jack Easterby was in the middle of everything. And it has never changed since then. Bill O'Brien loses, a, loses power eventually, even though he gets GM, the GM title. And guess who survives everything? Guess who survives Bill O'Brien? DeAndre Hopkins, Brian Gain. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe even Deshaun Watson, Jack Easterby. Yeah. Well, so Bron- so J- Jack, Jack Easterby has been the, you know, the little finger. Um, he, he's, he is. The, the Game of Thrones, I had written that six months ago before Sports Illustrated, that Jack Easterby is straight-up Game of Thrones for the Houston Texans. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You know, some people will say, like, power corrupts, but power really reveals who you, I think, want to be. And it's pretty clear that Jack Easterby wants to be a power player. In Houston. Now, it's clear Deshaun Watson is ticked off about this, right, Brian? 100%. Yeah. There's, there's no question that, that while, you know, and obviously the Hopkins trade was huge and it's going to affect this franchise for maybe the next 20 years. Uh, Bill O'Brien getting, firing was, getting fired as GM head coach was huge. But one of the main reasons, and, it, and here's the thing, it's not just Deshaun Watson. It's other star players it, it's it's the locker room they don't want jack easterby around now brandon cooks does uh and he's always gotten along with, with jack easterby but if your star franchise quarterback doesn't want him around yeah. if uh an offensive lineman doesn't want him around if defensive guys if coaches uh if you know on and on if they if they just don't feel comfortable if they feel like things are always uneven if they feel like they're being judged they can't trust you if you if you can't trust the people that you work with, if you feel like you're always being marginalized, you're being, you're being you know, investigated, you, you're, you're presented one thing, but it's always the other thing. Hey, man, we're friends. We're buddy-buddy. Everything's cool. I've got your back. And then at the same time, that person's in the owner's ear uh, on the plane to go hire Nick Casario and ignoring the search firm. That just it yeah. sows distrust with, throughout your organization. And so if you're Deshaun Watson, he's seen too much now. Yeah. He, he knows too much. He's seen too much, and from everything I've been told, he does not want uh, Jack East to be the part of be, to be part of the organization. It's a weird thing in Hollywood, Brian. You know, these stars call the shots. Who can be on the set for movies? Who can be in their orbit? But in a billion-dollar sport where the quarterback is the most important position yeah. in all the sports, he has really little or no say. It's just crazy. Uh, all right, let me get to this. J.J. Watt. Uh, you know, you could hear the audio of him walking off the field. Sorry, we, yeah. we wasted another year of his career. Um, at what point do we say, you know, J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson don't like or trust this guy? You know, maybe we should listen to our players. Do you think Eric Bieniemy 
gets in the mix and gets the head coaching job? Because we know that Cesario wants his guy, uh, Brian Dable. Well, I mean, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I have to be very reluctant yeah. to even have the interview, let alone to take this job, because the problem's going to be, and he's, he's obviously qualified, he deserves a job, it's a damn shame that he doesn't have a job already. But how do you take this job and feel 100% confident, not on the first day, for the first year, the first three years, that you're not going to get stabbed in the back if Jack Easterby is part of this organization? And how do you believe that the owner really wants you? They can say they want you. They can say, hey, we screwed up. But you've, you've gone for jobs before. I've gone for a billion jobs. There's, it never feels right if, if they don't make you feel like they want you at the start, right? Oh, oh you know, we went through seven people. And we didn't want to interview you, but now we're going to go back to you because we screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we really want you to, to, to lead this organization to a Super Bowl. No, it, it, it doesn't work that way. And so maybe Eric Bieniemy fixes this. But, but here's, here's the thing. All Deshaun Watson has to do at this point, we, we, we can talk about a billion things. Easterby, Bill O'Brien, Casario. All Deshaun Watson, Watson has to do right now is, is tell Cal McNair, not Jack Easterby, Cal McNair, I want to be traded. He hasn't said that. If yeah. he says that, that's the nuclear bomb. That changes everything, and everything that they've done, uh, everything that they've screwed up will blow up in their faces. And then the other part of this, and, but he hasn't done that yet. So until he does that, it's all just talk. And the other part of this, how does J.J. Watt, who, who now can sit back, you know, he's gone on his vacation, he's staring at the end of his career. Uh, how does J.J. Watt handle this? I, if I'm J.J. Watt, and I'm not, but if I was, I would ask to be traded. I would, because here's the thing, Watson would be, it would be Hollywood drama if he says he wants to be traded. J.J. Watt, everyone would understand it. Nobody would hold it against him. He's he has given everything. He's been everything to, to the Houston Texans. They've never won at a high level. They continue to screw up. If I'm J.J. Watt, I want to go somewhere else at this point in my career. Maybe go to Pittsburgh, play with your brothers, and try to win a division around game, mm. try to get to the AFC championship. So that's the other thing. It's not just Watson. It's J.J. Watt. How is he going to react to all the endless drama? Talk with Brian Smith, Houston Chronicle. So, Brian, um, I don't know if it's in D- D- Deshaun Watson's DNA to be that guy and say, you know what, I demand a trade. Like, he just seems too nice. I don't know guy. if it is either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to James Harden, somebody who had no problems demanding a trade. Um, <laughs> it kind of worked out for him. I will say this. I didn't love the trade. Uh, from anybody's point of view, and I'm curious. Like, you know, they wanted a cornerstone player, an elite blue-chip prospect. They didn't get that, Brian. Like, they got no, a bunch I, of draft picks. Yeah, there, there, there's no way around it. I wrote it in the Chronicle that, that day. Uh, JJ, I mean, uh, James Harden won this trade. Uh, n- yes. not, not because Not because he acted like a pro, not because he acted like the face of a franchise, not because he was mature or did it the right way. He did the exact opposite. J- James Harden was absolutely horrible his last two months with the Houston Rockets. The problem was he was so bad that the locker room didn't want him around, the coaches didn't want him around, the, the front office didn't want him around, and he forced his hand so hard, so quickly, out of shape, not caring, you know, showing up late to everything. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, of all people, calling him out for, for, for the disrespect that he showed all the rest of the Rockets. They knew they had to get him out. I mean, they didn't want him to come. They didn't even want him to come to, to the arena uh, for, for practice the, the day after he gave his little, you know, farewell speech. And so they, they, they didn't get the star player. They didn't get the best deal. I mean, but what, what are you going to do? Is he, is he going to continue to bleep in your face? 
for the for the next three months, yeah. and then you wait to the trade deadline. Nobody wants to deal with that. It, it had become an untenable situation. You you had a really horrendous roommate who ended up taking over your house <laughs> that you basically had to kick out the front door and say, okay, we'll we'll take whatever rent yeah. we can get at this point. We're just going to move forward as an organization. They didn't get the star. And and people want to talk about the draft picks. The Nets are probably going to be pretty good yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the next few years. So it's not like you're, dra- you're drafting number one overall in, in 2022. Uh, Oladipo's okay. You know, he's, he doesn't change your franchise. So the Rockets are going to have to find another star now, and they're not going to be able to replace James Harden. He, he's, you know, for, for as, as debatable he, as he is, uh, James Harden is still one of the best players in the NBA when he wants to be, when he cares, when, he, when he's in shape. And I, I think he's going to go to Brooklyn. I think he's going to play really well. Of course. <laughs> he won. Yeah. He, he, he won this trade by doing everything you're not supposed to do as the face of a franchise. All right, Brian T. Smith. You can follow him on Twitter at Smith. Good stuff, Brian. Keep up the good work. And, uh, man, you got your work cut out for you with the Texans here in the, in the coming weeks and months. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much for having me on. Good stuff, Brian. Uh, all right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, we got a, still got a lot of stuff in the hopper. Um, I could prattle on about Urban Meyer, who whom I love. We could go be, go in on James Harden. Uh, we could go with Eric Bieniemy. Like, what the hell? Also, and I'm going to read this during the break. A big Carson Wentz story just dropped. Uh, two people texted it to me in the last five minutes, so I've got to read that. But um, I think we'll come back with James Harden, uh, aka James Larden, and. Um, you know, talk about that. So uh, stick and stay. Jason McIntyre Show, Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. NFL games kick off at, uh, I think it's 4.30 today. It's weird. I haven't seen Iowa Sam in a, in a while. Yeah, Packers-Rams, 4.30 Eastern. I haven't seen Iowa Sam in a while. And usually right about this time, we're getting ready for college football kickoff. Season's over, bro. It's a little disappointing, Iowa Sam. Yeah, season's over. The bowl season I thought was disappointing overall. I mean, Just to put it mildly, you got the Rose Bowl moved to Dallas. You know, whatever that was worth, and then, uh, you know, my Hawkeyes didn't get to play in their Music City Bowl because of some COVID issues with Missouri. So it's kind of at a, least you got the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball team. It's pretty yeah, strong. yeah. They could be headed to the Final Four. <laughs> Actually, I think some guys. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I in the media picked them, and I was like, eh, hold the phone. They haven't made a Final Four in over four decades. So, What, did they make it in the 80s? In like the late seventies, oh, early eighties, yeah, it's Oof. been four. It's been forty years. Yeah, Oof. Yeah. well, we'll get to college so, hoops. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe we'll do college hoops next week. Who knows? Um, I want to quickly revisit James Harden. We have some gr- incredible sound for James Harden. Um, his last days in Houston. I, I want to preface this by saying, if you remember, Harden demanded a trade back in like what was it, October, maybe November, and the Rockets were like, "No, we're ready to get uncomfortable." Don't say stupid stuff like that when you're dealing with NBA stars, okay? Here's James Harden on, like, I think it was his last night in Houston. As far as with Houston, after the bubble, after that loss, just wanted to reevaluate my career and and the direction that the organization was going. And then you look from top to bottom, from general manager leaving to Mike D'Antoni leaving, to reevaluating our personnel and see if we had enough to compete with the best teams in this league. And, you know, as time went on and free agency and things like that started to go on, it was like, I felt like we didn't have a chance. You know, as much as I love the city of Houston, love being there, I think at the point in my career, it's not about money. It's not about anything else, but having a chance of reaching the ultimate goal is, you know, it's the winning. It didn't go as smooth as I would, I would love it to go, but I think, you know, both sides are happy. I wasn't disrespectful to anyone. Those guys had just got there. I've been there for a very long time. I've been through all the ups and downs and I wasn't disrespectful towards anyone. You know, I just made a comment the team as a, as a whole wasn't good enough to compete for a title. And at the stage of my career, right where I am now, that's what I would love. See, we like to be ahead of the curve. And, and, you know, Gavin, the ego in me remembers that Saturday morning where I said, you can't tell James Harden he gets whatever he wants. You want this coach out of here? Adios, Kevin McHale. You want this coach in? Great. You want this player out? You want this player in? That's what they did. They emboldened James Harden. So then when he came to them and said, you know what, I'm done here, I want out, they were like, whoa, we're not acquiescing that. He's like, why not? You've given me everything else I've wanted. Like, I can understand why he was a jerk about it, but the Houston Rockets shoulder a ton of blame for this. And yeah, I feel bad that their coach and their new GM, uh, new coach and new GM, both had to go through this at their first stop, like, welcome to the league. Hey, you guys got Christian Wood. That guy looks like a keeper. Uh, only hardcore NBA fans still know who he is right now, but he's putting up monster numbers. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on the haul that the Rockets got? It was nothing. Like, what do you got? A bunch of picks in the twenties? You got about four first round picks, right? You also have four pick swaps, which will probably never get used. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, the, I, I don't Nets. see. I, I don't see that as like a great haul. The Victor Oladipo thing that Brian Smith talked about. I'll put money on it. Victor Oladipo is not in Houston, uh, with the Houston Rockets next season. 
Yeah, that, that was the part that I didn't get, yeah. is I would rather have Karis LeVert. Yeah, Pacers didn't want to pay uh, Oladipo because of the injuries, and now Houston's going to have to pay him. So the Rockets' best path here is let's just bottom out. Maybe that's why they don't want LeVert, because LeVert's a pretty good player, and we don't want him. We'd rather be terrible next year. Um, and that's where they're headed, to the trash can. Coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour. Two hours already done. Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre. Yes, I am back. Well, I'm back. Yeah, a little Eminem. You like that, Iowa Sam? Iowa Sam looks like he needs a haircut. Me as well. If you find a good haircut, er, please hook me up, Iowa Sam. Uh, My wife has cut my hair twice during quarantine. You know, I get haircuts at Fox, but I haven't gone in in a while because, uh, uh, I haven't, um, and I kind of need to do something about this, but, uh, hopefully here it's fine. Week, uh, it's not passable, you know, um, it's passable. What are you doing? What do you got going on there? I don't know. Afro? <laughs> it just goes that bushy. way. It is bushy. Yeah. Uh, discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because discovers accepted at 99% of places in the U S that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2020 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. All right, so we've done some Kyrie. We've done some James Harden. And it's an NFL divisional football weekend. Just some big stories at play. I want to quickly talk um, about the situation with my Jets. Yes, I get to talk about my Jets a little because I think they're in a good place. I Again, I don't love it. I just want to revisit. We talked about it in the first hour with Brian Casella. Um, it feels like the end of the Sam Darnold era, but, you know, it was not really an era. It was an experience. Three years of mediocre quarterback play surrounded by no good talent. And it's funny because the coaching carousel is spinning, and you knew that the two hottest names would be Brian Dayball of the Bills, who's coaching the Bills offense this weekend, and then Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer came into the mix. And it's weird. I had an interesting discussion with somebody about Urban Meyer recently. I'm like, this guy was tremendous at Bowling Green. He was outstanding at Florida. He had some issues with his players off the field. Then he was outstanding at Ohio State. He had some issues with an offensive, uh, with a with an assistant coach who kind of lost his mind um, and said and did some bad things. But I feel like Gavin, we're not giving Urban Meyer the credit that he really deserves as an X's and O's guy. I think he's a great hire in Jacksonville. And, you know, you read around and people are like, eh, well, what about the off-the-field stuff? Like, part of that's like, you know, recruiting and uh, the assistants taking care of these guys. There's not babysitting in the NFL. Urban Meyer's not being called to babysit Jacksonville Jaguars players. Like, these are professionals. If, if you're 25 years old, 27, making money, uh, you got to be accountable for yourself. And here's what Urban Meyer said this week as he was named head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have to adapt, and those who adapt have success. Those who don't, fail. I can't wait. That's the part of the game that I love, is to be able to adapt to the NFL player. And However, between white lines, I don't see a lot of difference. You know, I've studied the NFL game now for, for really years, but really studied it for the first time in my life for the last six months. How much did the opportunity to have the number one draft pick play into your wanting this job? Uh, huge. Oh, huge. 
Uh, Shad got very involved in the entire roster, et cetera, and I think it's prime. You know, I, I am not going to jump into a situation where I don't believe we can win. I'm not, I won't do that. First of all, I have to get a great staff, not a good staff, a great staff. And when people are recommending, you know, I've had multitude of uh, people calling, and my comment is save the uh, recommendation unless that you feel that person is elite in all areas because that's what Jacksonville deserves, and that's what we're going to have on our staff. Yeah, I, I like this Urban Meyer situation. You get the number one pick. They've got some skill position players on offense. The, you know, the defense was atrocious, but you got a ton of draft capital. Um, you got some uh, fr- uh, money to spend in free agency. Think about it from this perspective. Jacksonville was probably the NFL's weakest market. Every year their attendance is poor. They get sent to London games. Basically, your weakest market just added a Hall of Fame college football coach and the greatest quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And I'm not just tossing that around. Trevor Lawrence is incredible. Stop judging him on the Ohio State loss where his offensive line was pathetic. That's the worst franchise in the NFL. Adding two enormous names to the league. Like, Jacksonville's going to be in prime time next year. I'll guarantee that. Like, they usually are not. They're going to be in prime time to game next year. They're going to be on Sunday Night Football. They're definitely going to be on Monday Night Football. That's for sure. Because ESPN doesn't get the pick of the litter. But they're going to pick Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence games. That's for sure. NBC, you know, they they care more about markets. Um, they'll probably get one Jacksonville game. But I'm telling you right now, Jacksonville's a team to watch next year. Like, I'm excited for them. The Jets... We've got to see. we got to see what they do at number two in the draft. Um, Robert Salah is a, a marketable coach. He's a handsome guy. He's very energy-filled and dynamic. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, brown coaches in the league. We have a lot of African-American coaches. Uh, not a lot. Uh, but we have – it's good to get some new blood in there, right? Um, I like – I, I like him as a coach. I'm not in love with it. I'd rather have Dable, but, you know, we all can't get what we want. Uh, and I think the Jets will be fine. But, Gavin, your Chargers are on the clock right now. And I'm assuming your top guy for the job is Brian Dable. Yeah, I've been wanting Brian Dable all season. Um, the rise of Josh Allen is something I don't think we've seen in the NFL before. The The jump he's made from can this guy even be a franchise quarterback to MVP candidate? It's unreal. My thought with Brian Dayball is, okay, so you're going to come into an organization that has a, a franchise quarterback already that that looks better than Josh Allen did his first two years, so you don't have to make that same jump. Um, now, there is a part of me that goes, well, the Chargers' last three or four coaches have all been offensive, and it mm. hasn't worked out. Do you go after a Brandon Staley, who they call the Sean McVay of defense, right? Who maybe Herbert doesn't need an offensive guru as a head coach. Maybe he just needs a good offensive coordinator. Mm. And the team can raise their play with a defensive guy. You know, so there's, I think it's down between those two. And I think it's fitting that there hasn't been a decision yet because both the Rams and Bills are still playing. Yeah. Um, but I do, I would be very excited about Brian Dayball. There's a connection with Tom Telesco going back to high school. And um, yeah, I, I think it'll work out. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I have written down here in my notes that Brian Dayball, I think somebody came on our show and said it, maybe Albert Breer. Dayball went to the same high school as Tom Telesco 
I guess they were two years apart, but both played football. Um, it, it, I, I just this Chargers team is probably going to be the most bet on team in the offseason to make the playoffs, right? Um, yeah, because they're the team that looks like they could do what the Niners did last year, where it's like they sucked the year before, right. but then they are actually a Super Bowl contender. You know, I, now, I will say that some of the Anthony Lynn stuff, he cost him at least four games minimum this past year. And the idea that he could get an OC job reminds me of like Jason Garrett um, leaving Dallas, going to the <laughs> Giants. And like he wasn't good as an offensive coordinator for the Giants. Like I mean, they were one of the worst offenses. All season long. Now, I know they had uh, Danny Dimes and the, the backup quarterback got put in there. Um, yeah, a- Anthony Lynn didn't call the plays while he was a Chargers head coach, which always frustrated me. Like He's an offensive guy. He was an offensive what? guy. He was the offensive coordinator with the Bills. He actually had a good run there. I think he had one year where they were a really great offense. Which was that what, with Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. Okay. Right. And But he didn't do, you know, call the plays with the Chargers offense, which when they were really struggling – and and doing first down runs every time. He never took the reins and said, you know what, I got this. So I don't get why the Seahawks would be super excited about landing Anthony Lynn, who is a guy who's a, you know, everyone in the league will tell you he is an, a high-level guy. Everyone loves to play for him. Great individual. But I don't think he fundamentally understand some of the rules of the game of football. Like he, <laughs> there were moments where he would not realize he needs to call a timeout or they're running a run play while the offense is in pass pro. And it's just, it was ridiculous. So I love the guy as a, as a person, very, very high level individual, but um, I'm excited for the future without him. So the Falcons settled on Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the, uh, of the Titans. Arthur Smith's dad is the guy who started FedEx. Did you guys know this? I did not know that. But like, they they shipped him out of Tennessee. He was the guy I didn't want to come to the Chargers. Because... I, I'm always leery of guys born on third base. Um, how hard are they yeah. going to grind? Um, listen, Arthur Smith did good things for Tennessee this past year. Um, I mean, this guy's sitting on his, – his father's a billionaire, you know? Uh well, look, some people. Yeah, some people um, still work. You know, hard. hey, go to the media. Anderson Cooper, right? He comes from one That's of the point. wealthiest yep. families. So some people can make it make it work. Um, but my thought with the Titans, they had a great offense, right, this year and everything. But how much of it was just Derrick Henry? You know, I never thought their pass game was some elite high, like changing I mean, the game. Was pretty good. He was good, yeah, yeah. But he also had AJ Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, Corey Davis yeah. had a, you know, I, I get it, but I look, I watched their playoff game. This is my question to you. How much stock do you put into a playoff game? Because most Titans fans were not. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thrilled with Arthur Smith in that loss to the Ravens. As good as they were last year in the playoffs, um, you know, they they pushed uh, the Chiefs. They beat the Patriots, although Tannehill threw for like 78 yards, I think, in that game or 88 yards, something low. Um, yeah, I, I would say, like, they were that bad. Like, 10 points in the first quarter and then a field goal the rest of the way. It was- there was a, the the drive of the game that really lost in the game was on the 40-yard line where, where uh, Vrabel decided to punt. Yeah, Vrabel's not very good. They couldn't get two yards. They had three downs to get two yards, and they couldn't do it to save their season. And they just and the Falcons hired a guy that with a two thousand yard yeah. rusher. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, who who was the Falcons running back? Uh, it, Brian, Todd Gurley's contract is up. Yeah, right? I think Gurley's done. Brian Hill, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Edo Smith, Etn, I mean, <laughs> put him on the turf. Okay, uh, so they have the fourth pick in the draft. You're not using that on a running. <laughs> no, back. no, you no, can't. No, second round, but maybe in the second. Yeah, maybe they get Najee Harris second round. I like him. Man, he looks great. He's a beast. Uh, See, we me... never got to talk about the national title game. Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton there. We'll come back to it. I'm just curious. This Eric Bieniemy chatter that he may not get a job. Um. I mean, I guess he could get the Texans' job. I I wouldn't rule him out for the Eagles' job, but I don't even know. It, like, if he were smart, he would run away from the Eagles because that front office is like a total train wreck. Um, and Michael Lombardi, a guy who worked with the Patriots, I know him a little bit from FS1. Uh, I think he's been on this show before. He wrote one of the most brutal takedowns I've read in the NFL lately on Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles' owner, and Howie Roseman, Lurie, uh, sorry, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, and uh, Howie Roseman, the GM, who is total inept. I mean, that guy is a buffoon. And I know he won a Super Bowl, fine, you give him credit, but the stuff they're doing behind the scenes is incredibly bad. Um, you got to go read Michael Lombardi's piece. Here's the problem. In the NBA, we would read savage takedowns because they happen all the time. But in the NFL, we... They're, the reporters protect so many people from agents, players, front offices, coaches. And, and there's only a handful of agents who control everything, so nobody really wants to tick off anybody. 
This was a savage, brutal takedown of the Eagles and what's going on inside. And, you know, when we come back from the break, I'm, I want to talk about this Carson Wentz story. You know, it, it's been pointed out now that Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay watched his team draft a quarterback in the first round. How did Aaron Rodgers respond? He won the MVP. I think he threw 48 touchdown passes this year. Carson Wentz watched as the Eagles drafted a quarterback in the second round. Wentz just had the worst season of his career. And according to some numbers, he had the worst decline in passer rating for a under 30 starting quarterback in the last 70 years. How do you respond to adversity? Aaron Rodgers, bring it the bleep on. I'm going to take it by the horns and take it down. Carson Wentz shriveled up like a frightened turtle and was awful. And you just picked Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson? Like, yikes. We'll talk about the Eagles coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, quick audible. I want to do a couple of minutes on TV. Um, a, Gavin or Sam. Oh, Iowa Sam doesn't watch any streaming, obviously. Uh, <laughs> have you seen uh, Mandalorian Season 2? Yes. Great Both show. Them. So have I. Yeah, we just finished yeah. it this week. Awesome show. I'm looking forward to Season 3. Uh, did you guys stick around oh, for the yeah. trailer? Or did you just I shut it off the- right after? I saw the the last credit scene. Yes, and, yes. Okay, yeah. you got after the credit show. You've got to stick around because we we fast forwarded, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Look, there's another tease, <laughs> and it looks cool." Um, I just that shows great. I love it. Awesome. Um, I love it. What's the other show? Oh, uh, Cobra Kai season three. Have you start? Have you watched it? No, no I'm still I'm on starting one. it tonight. Uh, very excited. Um, flight attendant. Did you guys get around to that? HBO Max. Never saw it. Girlfriend watches it. Loves what it. What does she say? Loves it. She likes it. Yeah. Um, she likes Kaylee Cuoco. I, a lot of guys like her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not a, a huge fan, but I'm a fan. Um, all right. This is, this is random. It's network TV. This is us. No, never seen it. Never seen it. Never. Iowa Sam? I think I've heard of it. <laughs> well, it, it's a very popular it's show. It's on NBC. It's like one of the most popular <laughs> right. shows on Netflix. Yeah, I've TV. heard of it. I haven't watched very it. Very heart, okay. heartfelt oh, show. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm not into that stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I know. It, listen, I know. A lot. It's, it's, it's sappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's sappy. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, they do a, such a good job of teasing that show when you, if, like, I wake up in the morning and to get, like, I'll do, like, push ups and sit ups and some weightlifting. And then I'll turn on the Today Show just to get a snapshot of what's going on. And they do a great shot of promoing This Is Us. So I got into it and may, I watched, I, you know, watched some episodes like, it's a good show. I got to say, if you got a girlfriend, wife, um, yeah, man, it's just, a, it's a good show. I'm sorry. What else am I missing? Anything else out there? So I've been watching this show on National Geographic called Trafficked. Yeah, you have, I think you were the um, one who hyped that, right? Trafficked with it's Mariana my Van Zeller. It is fantastic. There's about, I think they just concluded the first season. And I don't know how many seasons they can do with this show because this journalist, Mariana Van Zeller, she gets in with like criminals, like like tracks them down, you know, and 
with you know aliases and all this stuff and and then watches them do their thing. It's a fantastic show. Traffic. Okay. Yeah, it's on really, my list. Like she, she's intrepid, intrepid journalism. Ooh, intrepid. Um, yeah. Netflix just premiered Night Stalker, and this is a serial killer from eighties and nineties. And look, I, I grew thought, up. In... I thought Night Stalker was like the comic. You're a comic guy, yeah. isn't there a com- comic Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler, Night Crawler, yeah. Okay, my but the Night Stalker it was local to this area, to Los Angeles and Southern California. And actually, I grew up in Mission Viejo in South Orange County, and I happen to know that this guy is going to make his way down there at some point in the documentary. Oh, so, yeah, it is uh, is it good? It's pretty good. It's very good. All right, it's very well. So we done. got some good stuff to watch. Uh, listen, once NFL winds down, there's seven games left in the season. Um, my my weekdays are going to be freed up a little bit, right? I don't have to be watching lines and injury reports and re- devouring. There's just not that much info when there's only a handful of games. Uh, obviously, I'll get back into college basketball as I see North Carolina and Florida State playing right now. Uh, on TV here and um, NBA, yeah, we'll see about the NBA. I love the NBA, but geez, hey Gavin, to go back quickly to college football, we didn't really get too much into Alabama and um, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. Oh yeah, Clemson. God, I'm forgetting um, what. But did you notice the TV rating was abysmal? Yeah, and I, you know we all thought that this was going to be a blowout. It turned out to be a blowout. Yeah, and that's what happens. That's why. We wanted to see Clemson in there because they can actually hang and they can defeat Nick Saban. So, um, yeah, it's no surprise. There's a lot of pros on the field, though. Um, oh, my God. Man, that, that's the fun way yeah. to watch it, though. I'll just say one thing on before I get to back to the Eagles. Um, Devonta Smith, awesome. I mean, ridiculous talent. Just, guys, remember, wide receivers who are, like, under six foot one. if you take them in the top ten, historically, they've done very poorly. You go back 20 years. I mean, I've done the homework. It, it, it is, there is some risk involved. They're just tiny guys. And the risk of injury um, is significant. Uh, they're not able to dominate the way that they did at the college level. When they fall to like the fourth or fifth round, then, you know, you take, to, take a flyer on those guys. I, I'm just, just a word of caution. On because Devo- I know you got you. It's obvious, Gavin. Devonta Smith was ridiculous. Yeah, right? I mean, when you watch him, he stands out. It's in just the way he runs. He almost glides into the end yeah. zone. It's. Um, but who's but, his NFL comp? He he ain't gonna be Tyreek Hill, right? No, but I think Tyreek Hill is a pretty similar comp in that smaller guy, right? Probably right. six foot six one, uh, incredibly fast. Now, the route running is where it, it right. differentiates yeah. a little bit. Right? Tyreek Hill ain't going over the middle, folks. Uh, if you want it 20 yards down the field over the middle, sure. But you can't have him getting hurt. He's just like space guy. I mean, can you do that with Devonta Smith? I, I don't. you got to get him in the right offense. And the other problem, going in the top 10, and he will. He's going to be like five or six or seven or maybe three to Miami. Who knows? To join forces with Tua. But it's just a weird situation. When you've got an awesome skill position player going to a bad team, bad organization. You know who he reminds me of um, on the negative side is Tavon Austin. Like yes. we all thought the potential. Gadget guy. It's and... going to matter where he ends up. Oh, like if he goes to one of these teams that doesn't have a good offensive mind and a good quarterback. Well, think about it this way. So Tavon Austin went to the Rams and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now with this version of the Rams, it could be great. It would now, be great, yeah. I don't think they'll get him because they're picking so late. Because a lot of these top 10 picks, they have like bad coaches. 
bad organization. They just don't know what to do and how to scheme these guys up. Like Tyreek Hill to Andy Reid. Oh, my gosh. Slam dunk. Home run. Now look who's drafting in the top 10. And some of these teams, like, you go to the wrong organization. I mean, hell, look at the Eagles. Look what they did. Jalen Ragor, spicy, speedy guy. Carolina Panthers at eight oh, could be Joe an, Brady. Holy that could be an cow. interesting spot. That uh, that franchise has needed wide receiver help for a dude, long time. I can't believe Joe Brady didn't get a job. Like he's going to be getting one probably next year. Yeah, he'll probably what he be did the to next. Curtis Samuel. I know. Curtis right? Samuel was yeah. awesome this year. I mean, he's going to get paid. And, and your guy Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson <laughs> looked made the Jets look like idiots. You know, but what else is new? All right. Um, shoot, I I don't think we have time for me to go in on uh, Carson Wentz, but I'm telling you, there's a story in the Inquirer. Uh, on Carson Wentz, that is just absolutely brutal. Uh, I mean, at this at, it, here, I'll just say you this: to quote the article, Doug Peterson would call a play only for his quarterback to occasionally kill it for no other reason than a personal distaste. It became a pissing match between the two. One of the sources said that's from the Inquirer today uh, on Carson Wentz versus Doug Peterson. And it it the story opens with Doug Peterson had a huge poster in his office, a life size poster of Carson Wentz. Like the GM, like what are you doing? Like Carson Wentz has taken six playoff snaps in his career. All right, let's go to what's trending with Ralph Irvin. Thank you very much. And you talk about that. That was Howie Roseman's office with the... Uh, Howie Roseman. What did the, I say? You said Doug Peterson. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure Doug thank Peterson you. did not have that poster. Yes, it definitely did not. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh, the NFL Divisional Playoffs, well, they will get started later today. Cooper Cup's going to give you a game-time decision. Aaron Donald should be healthy despite a rib cartilage injury rams playing at green bay at 4 30 eastern time temperature is supposed to be in the mid 30s cloudy a little bit of wind eight nine miles an hour but it will be cold meanwhile at eight o'clock tonight in buffalo baltimore playing at the bills also about mid 30s but it's going to be windy winds reaching up almost to 15 20 miles an hour that could affect the passing game the ravens will be without running back mark ingram he's a healthy scratch today according to adam schefter also corner marcus peters questionable with a sore back maybe his back's a little sore also because he was fined fifteen thousand dollars today for taunting the titans last weekend after his game-clinching interception, uh, Bills, Whiteouts, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs off the injury report, so they should be good to go. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. And Major League Baseball, once again, is going to have seven-inning doubleheaders and runners starting on second base and extra innings this coming season. That, according to Bob Nightingale, of course, it's pending a vote by the Players Association, the league, and the union, though, still discussing a universal DH and a continuation of the expanded postseason as we continue in the post-2020 world. Should be interesting in baseball as we send it back now to Jason McIntyre. Thank you, Ralph. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. And our next guest, uh, we got to do a little bit more NBA. Brian Mahoney, NBA writer for the AP, covers the Nets and Knicks. Brian, your job just got a whole hell of a lot more fun. How are you, man? 
Yeah, I'm pretty good, Jason. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent. Uh, you know, listen, we're not going to do anything on the Knicks. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I think they've lost, what, five straight? Uh, I think every game by double digits or something. So it was fun while it lasted, right? Five and three starts, something like that? Yeah, I mean, they uh, they had their good moment. They they had a decent record in the beginning. They uh, won three in a row at one point, and uh, now it's back to the Nets, and we'll see the Knicks next season pretty much. Yeah, uh, all right, let's start with uh, the guy who I just saw in a milk carton, um, Kyrie Irving. What is the latest on Kanye Irving? I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> is he going to suit up today? Has he returned Steve Nash's texts? What's going on? Yeah. Well, they, he, he's not going to play today. They've ruled him out, but okay. he is eligible to be back. So I think he will be around the team again. Uh, you know, he certainly can probably play Monday night, and which would be pretty neat because that's uh, they play Milwaukee. It'd be a you know real high profile game, obviously. If that'd be the first time possibly they can see this big three together, but uh, you know, it's he's been in touch with them. He's completed his quarantine. Uh, we just don't know why he hasn't played yet, and why is it you know he hasn't talked to us? The Nets say they're going to let him speak for himself when he's ready to do that. So we're only going to find out kind of where he's been and why he hasn't been around the team. But it might be a couple more days until we get those answers. All right, let me speculate, which is what we love to do about the NBA, Brian. So Kyrie really started this team, right? He brought Kevin Durant to Brooklyn, and. They got the coach fired, Atkinson, last year, regardless of what anybody says. Everybody knows Kyrie got him pushed out. Then Kevin Durant gets his guy as head coach in Nash, and now Kevin Durant gets his buddy uh, from the OKC days in James Harden. I mean, is Kyrie possibly ticked off that he's no longer the alpha or the perceived alpha in that locker room? You know, anything is possible, Jason, really. You know, I don't know if that's the reason, but, you know, when you, you know, don't speak for yourself and you stay away – uh, speculation happens, and you know there's so many reasons you could wonder why he's not here and, and how he feels about this. Uh, certainly, the whole idea was he came to Brooklyn to because he was uh, with his good buddy Kevin Durant. They were going to play together and do this together, and all of a sudden, you know, James Harden is here now, and and uh, you know maybe that's not something Kyrie is 100 percent on board with. Uh, you know, maybe he is, and maybe he'll tell us he is. Uh, and play that way, but, you know, until he does, we certainly can wonder about that. Uh, you know, whether, you know, how he feels, whether he's his 100% all-in is, is probably James Harden is. Yeah, what are your thoughts on just Kyrie Irving, the uh, off-court type of player he is? This is the guy who forced his way out of Cleveland. Uh, he gave all the indications. He loved Boston, and then he feuded with the young guys. Uh, leaves Brad Stevens, starts a thing in Brooklyn, now just takes a sabbatical without telling anybody really what's this guy's deal well you know i do think the one thing jason and you know if i was a nets fan that i'd be concerned about and i said this from the minute he came here uh you know i do wonder about his commitment to what it takes to win a basketball championship in brooklyn uh if, if that was his big goal anymore in life he was on a better team in cleveland with lebron james talked his way out of that he probably was on a better situation in Boston with the great young talent they have there. Talked his way out of that. I think his goal might just be, look, I've won enough. I've already won a title. I've won Olympic medals. This and that. I just want to go be around my family and build my brand and do it my way. And that's fine if that's what his goal is. Uh, but it certainly might lead you to wonder how committed he is to you know being a practice every day and things like that that the book of Nets would love to see if they're going to try to win a championship. All right, Brian. We've seen most big three super teams. Somebody has to say, you know what? I could take a step back and sacrifice some of my game. 
um, Curry and Clay Thompson a little bit when Kevin Durant showed up. Um, obviously Nash and I'm sorry, not Nash, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love. We've seen this. What's your best guess as to who, if anybody, takes a step back in Brooklyn? Because if nobody takes a step back, then we got bigger problems, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously you would say Durant kind of knows how to do it, having gone and done that Golden State situation. Uh, you know, the issue becomes most of those other, you know, big three teams, uh, there was a guy who could certainly be effective without the ball, you know, it would be a Bosch or, or Kevin Garnett or a Love maybe, you know, focusing on your rebounding more, those kind of things could still affect the game in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I don't know these guys here, you know, how they can still be as effective if they're not having the ball. These are scorers. And sure, you know, Kevin Durant, block shots, defends. He's a great all-around player. I don't know if James Harden is still, you know, as great a player, uh, you know, sacrificing shots and, and pass. You know, he's, he's a good passer as well. Uh, so if the ball is in his hands 15, 20 less times a game, he's got to find ways to still, you know, be impactful. And uh, that'll be the challenge for them. Talk with Brian Mahoney, NBA writer for the AP, covers the Nets and, unfortunately, the Knicks. Uh, Brian, all right, I'll, I'll – uh... Try to put this in perspective for the audience. Right now, with the trading of Jared Allen, Brooklyn's list of centers is DeAndre Jordan, and that's it. Um, he is not a 30-minute-a-game guy. He is probably not even what he was with the Clippers. Um, is this a tenable situation in the East where Giannis is a big guy and we've seen him just eat people alive? And Joel Embiid is looking like an MVP. Like, they can't go into the postseason with just DeAndre Jordan at the five, right? No. At some point, and, and, and I thought this, you know, watching them before they made the trade even, uh, there is a hole in their lineup. They need some kind of enforcer, uh, you know, a power forward guy, uh, you know, your Charles Oakley type player who uh, will get some rebounds, bang some people around when, when the game becomes physical and not finesse. This is, a, you know, a great, great finesse team. They can, you know, beat you 130, 120 any night, but. Uh, at some point, you do have to kind of be able to get tough and physical, and right now they don't have that. Uh, and it certainly becomes even harder to do when you trade Jared Allen, too. Uh, so they need to, at some point, get a guy in there. I don't know who that guy is going to be, but uh, if they're going to, you know, you can maybe even get out of the East in a lot of ways, but at some point, if you're going to win a title, you have to get a front line of, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and you've got to have a guy who can defend those kind of guys a little bit. And, and this team doesn't have that right now. Have you heard any names as to who could uh, emerge, uh, maybe on the buyout market, uh, somebody who's currently a free agent, any names at all? Not for that kind of position. Uh, you know, you see names out there for more guys who I don't think necessarily feel the need they have. You know, certainly they had to all Crawford in during the bubble a little bit. He's still out there. You know, Isaiah Thomas is still out there. There's guys who, you know, can, can shoot the ball and score. But as far as the guy who's just going to get some rebounds and bang a little bit, uh, I don't know who that player is right now, and I think that's what they need more than anything. That's part of the reason I think why Sean Marks, the GM, said I'm not going to rush. He's got to look for that kind of guy. Yeah, and my, my, my only name that pops up is, you know, with Jared Allen surfacing in Cleveland now. Uh, Andre Drummond's there. JaVale McGee perhaps becomes expendable. But, again, that's a, t- you know, it's a guy who's 10 to 12, maybe 15 minutes a night. Uh, I don't even know that you can cobble together 48 minutes with those two bigs. And and you're right, Anthony Davis, Jokic, if the Denver Nuggets somehow get to the finals. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Um, well, I guess one last question, Brian. Anything in the East surprise you at this point? Any teams either on the struggling front or the impressive front? Anything that uh, the fans may have missed out there in the East? You know, no one blows me away yet. Uh, but I think that's part of what I kind of was 
figured was going to happen here. They just didn't have enough time to get ready. Uh, you know, there's been some injuries. Obviously, Kemba Walker not in Boston yet. Uh, some guys being out for protocols. Uh, I just don't have a feel for anyone being great yet. Milwaukee's record is not as good as you would have expected. Uh, you know, even Brooklyn, only seven and six, the way they started the season. You thought yeah. this was going to be a great team. So I'm trying not to judge anyone yet, but but I don't see anyone right now who I would say in the East that I would say, okay, this is the best team. Uh, no one's put together that kind of run yet where I say, okay, uh, they're the team everyone's yeah. chasing. Maybe the uh, the Toronto Raptors at three and eight. I just had to get in another dig. Their, their fan base hates <laughs> me because of stuff I've said in the past. I mean, you wonder if uh, maybe any of their star players become uh, trade bait as they look to rebuild and reload. But anyways, Brian Mahoney, NBA writer for the AP. Uh, good stuff, Brian, and uh, continued success covering Kyrie Irving. That should be fun. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jason. All right. Brian Mahoney, everybody. Uh, he's got a tall order. Imagine you're like, yes, 2021 is here, a new year. We got a lot of fun stuff. And then Kyrie Irving just leaves the team. And then you're like, oh, now uh, I've got my work cut out for me. All right. We will wrap up the show here on Fox Sports Radio after this. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Couple hours, couple weeks off, and uh, three hours easy to roll through. But man, I made a couple bricks, couple misspeaks. Thank you, Ralph Irvin, for correcting me. Thank you, listeners, for hitting me up on social media, being like, "Yo, you forgot this." I'm a little rusty. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first years. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99 percent of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com/slash. Yes, 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Um, coming up next, up on game, Hushman Zada, Plaques, LeVar Arrington. Should be another fun show. A lot of football to talk about. Um, again, we are, what, like three? Yeah, three and a half hours away from kickoff of Packers-Rams. I'm trying to move. Gavin, have you seen any line movement this morning? I'll check on that for you. I haven't I've, seen anything yet. Yeah, I've been looking. I've been reading this Carson Wentz story. Oof. Man, that's the Eagles situation. Brutal. It's sounding increasingly like they may just stay in-house and get a yes-man for Howie Roseman uh, in Deuce Staley, who's a longtime Eagles running back, and uh, he's been with the organization for a while now. Line um, is still Packers by six and a half. Yeah. I can't tell if it's headed towards seven, um, but I do see Buffalo creeping back up to uh, to three. That means some Buffalo money showing. That's an odd feeling. I, I I don't know, man. Do you have a pick on that one, Gavin? On the Bills game? Bills-Ravens, yeah. Uh, I believe I went with Bills on that one. Yeah. yeah. It's it's still hard to trust Lamar in the playoffs, and now he's in the snow, right? He had that Is quote this week. Well, it's going to – I let's check the weather. We'll check the weather oh, in man. Buffalo. But Lamar did have a quote this week that he has never played in the snow. Uh, 36 degrees, so a little bit higher temperature than Green Bay. Um, Never played in the snow. Wow. Yeah, I've I've played football in the snow, not NFL football. <laughs> Obviously, um, yeah. So uh, it should be good games. I'm, uh, you know, just for winners, I'll go Packers, Ravens, Chiefs, Saints. I hope you're right because I told you earlier I I went big on a money line parlay, which yes. doesn't give you great value. Essentially, what I bet on. With a $100 bet, you'd win 58 right? Um, with a Chiefs-Packers money line bet. It's hard for me to see it going the other way. Andy Reid off a bye is... I think 25-5. and five It's unreal, up, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you're you're almost thinking of a motivation factor for the Chiefs if they lost that game, and uh, the Packers. Yep. I mean, they just they're on a roll. And I would uh, say Andy Reid's the best coach, right? There's no argument there. No, yeah, no argument. So That's I, the I, one I, area where the, the the Rams have the Packers beat. I tried the defense to too. I tried to rank the coaches uh, that are playing uh, that are coaching this weekend. Uh, who best to worst? Tell me if you guys agree. Andy Reid number one. I had John Harbaugh number two, slightly over Sean Payton. I had Payton three, McVay four. All those guys have been to a Super Bowl. Five, I had McDermott of Buffalo. Six, Stefanski. Seven, Lafleur. Eight, Bruce Arians. I think you have Arians way too low. You who would you have Arians I lo- over? I, I love Bruce Arians. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now th- again, this has like he's won Super Bowls with the Steelers. I'm not counting that. Just as a head coach, um, I know he went to an NFC title game with Carson Palmer. I just some of this in-game stuff he's done this year. Again. Well, he's managing a lot of new, right, new personalities, new skin, you know. And Brady talked about it this week and said, you know, you look at the last month or so, we're really starting to click on offense. Everything's, you know, we've had more time together. Remember, they had the pandemic, you know, off season, right? So I, yeah, I think Peyton is also too low on your rankings. I, I would probably have Peyton number two. Um, everything else, I think, is is right. And McDermott could easily, after this season, he could easily become like a yeah. an elite coach in the NFL. Um, I just here's a stat for you, Gavin. How many teams has Tampa Bay beaten this season that ended the season with a winning record? So good teams. Right. Well, the Packers game. One. That's the that was in the the middle middle of October. The other teams they played that ended above five hundred, the Saints twice lost, the Chiefs lost, and the Rams lost. And the weird thing is like I remember that Rams game because I bet the Rams against the Bucks. I, I mean, I had Tampa in that one. And the Rams led basically start to finish. The second half, it was all Rams. Uh, Chiefs, I I felt like they were never in that game. They were, like, down huge early. Remember, Tyreek Hill had, like, 200 yards in the first quarter. And, like, they were clawing back. But it was never, they were never threatened. I just, I haven't seen Tampa take down anyone good. I think they're going to be the team that has to do it in the postseason. Look, they struggled against Washington last week. We didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, like, to put them away, they had 500 yards of offense. But you're right. Uh, Brady pressure up the middle got sacked twice by uh, the kid Payne, and I look at the Saints up the middle. Anyamata and Rankins are going to be going against a backup guard. Uh, the kid Alex Kappa fractured his ankle. It's, it's an under the radar injury. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but interior pressure on Brady really ticks him off. Um, it, same thing that bothers Drew Brees a lot up the middle. These slow guys, uh, slow old dudes. <sighs> I like the Saints. I, and I also think, and I don't know if there's anything to this, but like the coaches saving the good plays. If you watch that Saints-Bears game, you're like, where is the offense? This is garbage. This is boring. And you just wonder if Sean Payton has some stuff he's going to unleash you. Jason, I texted you a teaser on Monday this week. You liked it at the time. How do you feel now? Packers, basically money line. Chiefs, minus three. Buccaneers, plus ten. I don't know if I'd buy the Bucks 10, but I like the other stuff. Hey, guys, great to be back. Thanks, everybody, for the show. Up next is Up on Game. Enjoy it. See you next week. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.